Shout out to everybody out there listening and watching right now. CA Podcast Cap, episode 42, 42 weeks in a row. I go by sound, the host, and per usual, we have the producers in the corner this week. The actual Chubb corner, you yeah, know, yeah, sometimes it'd be like it. missing. It's like a puzzle. Sometimes half a Chubb, yeah. got Edwin in here, substitute, but we got, you know. We big Chubb today. We got Earl and Marlon doing the thing. <laughs> we are full Chubb. Full <laughs> Chubb. Everybody's doing well. Yeah. You know, oh, per usual. And if you guys don't know, that's who they are. Make sure to check them out. And shout out to Providence, Rhode Island. You know, thousands of people listening and watching every week. We appreciate you guys. 401 to the world. And. Yeah, we're going to talk. We're going to have a, a regular fun episode. But at the same time, I wanted to highlight one of the people that I definitely admire and respect when it comes to, I say for the people to kind of understand on a local level, definitely, but it's definitely bigger than local. Like everything he does is very, you know, on a universal level can be, you know, gauged, you know, when it comes to his professionalism, his branding, his marketing, you know, he is also a podcast has his podcast so, you know, you technically are, yeah, yeah, you know, facts, it's crazy facts. when you think about it, you got to add it to your resume now, <laughs> you know, but um, so he's definitely not, you know, a stranger to this type of environment, you know, and even being on the mic, you know, he's always he'd be, he'd be on the mic, you know, he definitely does his thing. So I want to cover a lot of cultural topics and get his perspective on things because. You know, I love talking to him. We could be here. We almost damn near weren't here. We did. We already. did a whole podcast we did a, before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we did a pre-pod. Yeah. You know, motherfuckers be pre-gaming. We did a pre-pod, literally, off camera, almost a damn near hour. But I could talk to him for days. You know, he's one of those few people that I can do that with comfortably. And, you know, for those who don't know, he is, you know, on a local level, if you guys have heard of Daytro, if you guys have heard of Stay Silent, the brand, if you guys have heard of a club now, New club, but definitely impacting as if it's been around for a damn near a decade. It goes by crib. If you guys have heard of events established in the state before the club existed, already existed the events, you know, love you better. You know, uh, the first person to bring people out here of the likes of Chase B, Travis Scott's DJ and high names when it comes to, you know, decorated DJs on an international level, bringing them to the small state in the country. If you guys didn't know who this person is, you know, and you might have seen him, you know, if you've seen his tag, you know, we're going to get into his legal name and everything. You might have seen Where's Nasty or you might have been at an event, you know, because a lot of times people go to events and like Where's Nasty's DJing, but they might never see the DJ's face, you know. So this is going to be a dope moment for you to actually, you know, put a face behind that brand and that actual, you know, movement that's happening within the city. But he's here today. Where's Nasty? But introduce yourself to the people. You know, first of all, I appreciate you, obviously, all day, my you know, sharing, me, sharing with me your time today, because I know your time is one of the most valuable things, especially, you know, being an entrepreneur out here. I already know how it is. But introduce yourself to the people when it comes to, like, if someone were to walk in the door right now, who are you? So I'm Jay. I DJ and do all my creative work as Where's Nasty. Um, yeah, that's that. Like, you know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's how I introduce myself. Yo. Yeah, because you know, I'm always like, yo, my name's Jay, yeah. but I DJ as Where's Nasty. Because that's like the question people always ask me, like, oh, yo, what do I yeah, call yeah. you? I'm, I'm not tripping. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you never been like to what made you like? You never did like a DJ, like you never were like DJ, or did you? What made you like want not even do that? My so my first DJ name was DJ International Nasty. Mm. I used to um, before I was DJing, I was making music. So that's like where the whole J Nasty thing comes from. It's like my childhood nickname. Yeah, yeah. It was J Nasty. When I started DJing, I was DJ International Nasty because yeah. whatever. Like that was like the whole 
my whole style was like playing music from like everywhere. And where are you from? Where's your nationality? Cape Verdean. Cape Verdean, 100% both 100%, sides, yeah, both yeah. parents? Okay. And did you start off like international nasty? Did you have like an international like music from Cape Verde or what was it? So the, the way I put it is, so you guys familiar with DJ Lefty? Yeah, he has um uh yeah. one arm, right? Yeah, Re- legendary. Infamous, infamous yeah. DJ, yeah. Legendary Rhode Island DJ. Yeah. I, I mean, bigger than Rhode Island, but from Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. From from my neighborhood, mm. um, you know, our families is real connected, right? Yeah. Where's that neighborhood again? Where do you grow up in? E- east side. East side, east side of Providence. Providence. Okay. So like Camp Street area, right? Okay. So his, so DJ Lefty, he, to me, the style of DJing that you see that myself and like DJ Diamond have, yeah. DJ Lefty is the one that, that created that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like being like a K-Verdian, a K-Verdian guy that, you know, obviously we play our traditional music, but then we also, you know, playing hip hop, R and B, reggae. Yeah. But then growing up in the neighborhoods we grew up in, it's like, yo, you playing Spanish music. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You playing all you playing um mainland African music. You playing Haitian music. Yeah. You playing you know, all this all this music. And you know, back I would say like back when he started DJing and then even me when I was like first starting DJing, like that style of DJing was not really a thing. Like it was like, oh, if you a hip hop DJ, you play hip hop. Yeah, yeah. If you a reggae DJ, you play you play reggae. Yeah, yeah. If you a Spanish DJ, you don't play hip hop in a Spanish club. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So people start to like their own lanes always. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so quote he, unquote. So for me, he was you know like he's the one. He set the reference point for mm. that. So for me, I always looked at DJ like how you know right now you go to a party, you hear Afrobeat, you hear reggae, you hear everything, a little bit of everything. Yeah, everything. Like for me, like. When I started DJing, like he was the reference point. It was wow. like I want to be like him, and you know, like you have obviously you have guys like DJ Franchise, DJ Ruckus, mm-hmm. S Class, DJ ASAP. You know, yeah, those yeah. are all guys. But for me, DJ Lefty was you know like from when I was a kid was like, oh, that's the first DJ I know. Yeah, yeah. So then, what made you um, do that transition, DJ International, uh, Nasty, to now drop into straight DJ thing completely? Cause I'm not sure if I can even quote off the top of my head who's like that. Maybe obviously I guess Chase B, yeah. you know. But there's not really like a major, well, you know, people that now are still doing it and like obviously like relevant right now. Other than like you guys are the two names that come to mind right now. I would I would say like for me, um, it definitely was intentional because there was a point it was like yeah like when I first like DJing was my access point. Like yeah. that's like all right, this is how I'm gonna contribute. This is how would be outside doing doing what I'm doing. But I have so many interests outside of DJing. Mm-hmm. So people always know me. Like, my nickname always been Nasty. So it's like, it's not just tied to being a DJ. Like, it was like, yo, that's just that's yeah, just yeah. what people what people call me. You know what I mean? So so for me, I want to say like 2010, 2011. Yeah. It's like when the Where's Nasty thing came into the, came into the fold where when I switched over. And that was kind of like, I want to say at the beginning of like stay silent or when we were ideating stay silent and having conversations. Cause before that, like, I always been active throwing parties in Rhode Island. Like, I've been throwing parties since I was like a junior in high school, you know what I mean? Like 15, 16 years old. Wow. And, um, so like, you know, like at that time, like even when I was in college, you know, we were doing parties with like a thousand people we're doing Joe Vaughn's, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, flooded. Yeah. So, I kind of, for me, is like, I was into different things. So it's like when I graduated from, um, or when I was about to graduate from like uh, URI, um, you know, in the college party, like, yo, when you're a college kid, 
you know, this is like blog era. Like we listening to different music. So like, mm-hmm. this is like when you were, you know, we would go to college, like say like Lil Wayne's the hottest in the hood. But then, you know, you go to URI and it's like, oh, they listening to Drake. They listening to this. Yeah. And niggas in the hood's not listening to Drake. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's or a whole different, or, um, oh, another, another audience now and a whole exactly. bunch of yeah, engagement. Yeah. So, so for me, it was like, once we, once I graduated, it was like, me and Sabrina was like, yo, well, how do we bring these worlds back together? Because mm-hmm. we're into all of this different type of stuff. Like, I don't want to just play just one type of music. It was like, you know, I, I, I feel like now with the, with the internet is like, we're all kind of consuming stuff at the same, at the same time. And I'm sure we'll get to this yeah. at later points in the 100%. conversation, but you know, there was a point in Rhode Island, like yeah, when you went to a party, I mean, you didn't hear Young Thug at a party. You didn't hear Travis Scott in a party. Like, you didn't hear those mm-hmm. type of art. You didn't hear Future in a party. Like, we was really the ones that was doing that and made that a thing before it was, like, the mainstream thing. So, yeah. I don't know. That that was, like, the, the entry point and kind of, like, when I changed it. But, you know, it was, like, I was working in the sneaker stuff. I was working doing different fashion stuff. So, like, for me... It was never about just being a DJ. Like, yeah, so that's more than a DJ. Yeah, I didn't want to just express myself in that way, but that was yeah. that was my entry point. Well, that's that's pretty cool, man, because you know you definitely established that whole branding mindset that you now carried on into your whole, you know, company entity. But you yourself, from an early point, you know, separated from your legal name, which is what's if you don't mind sharing, what's your yeah. full legal name? <laughs> my full legal. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> my full legal Sound name like Vlad or something. is, is uh, Jason Almeida. Jason Almeida. Yeah. Wow, Jason Almeida. I, I'm surprised. I feel like I never knew that. Yo, you know, it's, it's wild because there's people that know me since I was in the sixth grade. That, wow. So, like, how you know, what name you know me from is how long you, how long. You know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. I feel like a lot of people probably don't know your name and a lot of people probably haven't seen you uh, without the hat. Yeah. Like, there's I, always I, a joke I, like, I, I, oh, I he took hair. it off. I he took it off today. I got I got hair. I got there's hair. always a joke that, that you, you, you're like... Uh, your head's is like attached with a hat because you you're always rocking the fitteds. Yo, I got you know? me and my man here. We got this joke that's like, yo, we get we get haircuts to to wear hats. You know what I'm <laughs> yo, that's crazy. And for those who don't know, if you guys have seen the PVD hats representing Providence, Rhode Island, smallest thing in the country, the most creative capital in the entire nation. This man right here is the reason why these hats exist. You know, this is like becoming you know damn near. Uh, what, what's the whole line? Uh, Damn, I made the Yankee hat more famous than the Yankee game or some shit like that. You know, it's like these hats are like, you've seen them everywhere. Like, it's very, such a, a subtle, nice, you know, aesthetic, but it works as if it's like an established damn near baseball team. Like, you know? Fun fun fact, Drew Barr design. Oh, shout out to Drew Barr. You know, I, I, I thought I was wearing his kicks today. I, I think I was wearing them earlier at the gym, but shout out to Drew Barr. He's going to be in here soon. Uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Low-key legend, the guy big, yo, doesn't talk his shit. As he, I big, get mad at him for big that. Big legend, big yeah, legend. Yeah, he's like, the guy's very established. But if you guys are familiar with the Bodega, you know, brand and designs, New Balance collaborations within, like, the last half decade, he's the man behind it. You know, he's going to be in, in here pretty soon, another Providence Rhode Island legend. But speaking of yourself, so let's start a bit from the beginning, if you don't mind. So when was the first day trail? Because that's something that everyone knows. For those who don't know, Daytro is like an established, for lack of better terms, like a festival. It's a festival. It's like Rhode Island's version of Rolling Loud, per se. You know, obviously there's no artists performing and stuff, and we'll get to stuff like that. But it's an event. Like, it's the most popular event of the of the year, every year, you know, aside from 
the state stuff like the Dominican Festival, Detro is like a thing and I almost damn near that, a household name within our generation right now. So when was the first one that ever existed? Uh, summer tw- We started to stay silent December 2012. The first mm. Detro was June 2013. 2013. Wow. The exact date, I don't know, like off the, wow. off the top. And where was this? Uh, Fet Music Parking Lot. Fet Music Parking Lot. Wow. Big, big, big shout to Don King. Big shout to Lizzie. Like, you know, like those are, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they really, if it, if it wasn't for, for, those, for, them. for those two people kind of making us think bigger and expand the vision, I don't even know yeah. if Stay Silent would be where it's at right now. And, and for context for who those, for yeah. who those people are, um, and this will, you know, yeah. like make people understand like why, why we're involved with certain shit is. So, the idea of PVD Fest is really built on something that came before that called Sound Session. Sound Session. Which was like a big, you know, basically it was PVD Fest before PVD Fest. Mm-hmm. The black rep used to put that together and that mm. was that was Don King who was like at the head of that. That was like his wow. brainchild. He's also one of the people who co-founded FET, mm. right? And then Lizzie worked at FET and then she went on to work for the city mm-hmm. and is basically the lady who's in charge of PVD Fest. Wow. Oh, wow. You know? So, like... Full circle moments. That's crazy. Damn. And then, what was the, like, amount of people at this event? The Which is crazy, because next year is going to make 10 years. Ten, yo, 10 years stay silent, 10 years day true. Yo, it's going to be... We got to do that shit at Fenway. <laughs> <laughs> Big facts. Yo. Uh, oh, the first one was 30 people. I mean, everything... Mm-hmm. So, like... That whole time period, honestly, 2012, 2013, was a big transition uh, for me and my whole, my whole team. Yeah. Like I said, like, prior to that, like, those weren't, like, it's not like Daytro was the first party we ever did and yeah. it didn't work. Like, we came from a, you know, me and Sabrina came from a background of doing yeah, parties Sabrina, yeah. for, like, 800 people, 1,000 people, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, for us. But not it, ticketed, right? Or was uh, it? So, we. Ticketed and everything? We, we, some of them. At the some door? There was a lot of uh, pushback, like you know what I'm mm. saying. Like, you know, like there were certain things. Like for me, for me and Sabrina, we and we were starting to stay silent in the the whole family and extension that comes comes of that. Like for us, it was like, well, how do we push the taste level of what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, so when you bringing up like Rolling Loud and, and all this stuff, like for like that shit didn't even exist. I don't know when, when we even first started, like. So our, you know, our reference point was like going to New York, going to DC, going to LA, going to Miami. You know what I'm saying? As like when we in college and being like, damn, like yo, we just went here and they got this. Like, how come we don't got that back home? Mm. You know what I mean? Or like when I go out of state, I hear this type of music. How come we can't play that type of music in a party? You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that was like kind of the whole approach. So going from, you know, it's kind of like we walked away from doing these big parties mm. that everybody's already going to. To doing this more smaller boutique stuff. So for us, when we're doing day trails, like, granted, our goal was not it for it to be like only 30 people, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's that's what it that's what it was. But you know, the next year was like we made some because like the first the, the another thing too that a lot of people don't know about the first day trail, unless you actually went, is it was from it was mad hot that day. Mm-hmm. And we did it from twelve to six o'clock, like twelve noon to six. Okay. So day trail right now is typically either four to ten or three mm-hmm. to nine, depending on the location. Yeah. So when we 
when we did, you know what I'm saying? So imagine you doing it at that time, day party was, wasn't even a thing yeah. in Rhode Island. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So a lot of people don't be up by 12, you know? So, you know, we learned, you know, we learned, we learned yeah. that, sh- we learned that shit the hard way. And then, you know, so throughout the course of the time, there's 30, you know, 30 people there vibing. But then by the end, it's like, though, we're shutting down. And it's like, 50 people coming, pulling up, being like, yo, wow, like, yeah. oh, this shit's over end. already? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then that's what, for the next year, we made the adjustment. Mm. But when we do this, it got to be four to ten. Facts. And in that name, Datro, what does that mean? What what was that creation? <sighs> so I think this this kind of like date, like dates it uh, to that time. So you got to remember, this is like prime ASAP Rocky, mm. prime like... Bun B, like the trill. Not, not, to, to be honest, not well, even. ASAP was obviously after Bun. Yeah, but. but it's like, this is like that whole, that whole, just that whole era of like pre-SoundCloud, but post-blog era. Um, That like, just that energy was coming, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, yo, shout to, shout to my man Born Casual. Like, even then we would do parties like 808s and twerk tapes, where it was like mm-hmm. an all down south party. So, because you got to remember like, like right now, like how you go to a party and you hear trap music at a party, and you could hear that for like an hour straight, like that was not a thing. Yeah. Like we the ones that really Yeah, that had to be created back then, like yeah. a like a whole niche type of like almost like a a party just for that type shit. So yeah. like you know, like like when I was like in high school or college, you go to a party, it'd be like you walk in, the DJ's playing R and B. From R and B they go to reggae and international music, Latin music, then they get to the hip hop. You know what I mean? Like it was never parties where it's like, yo, you just playing straight trap music. Mm-hmm. So I would I would pull up on, on a homie like on a homie born casual and I'm like, damn, this motherfucker playing like Waka Flocka. He playing <laughs> you know, but the whole night. Yeah. Like the whole and I'm like, yo, this is my shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So yo, we link up, we start start doing parties together. So like even like him, he was on he was on the first on the first day trail. But mm. like it's like a crazy story from back then, like people who were like not at the day trail per se, but and around those parties, like they know, like yo, when Young Thug dropped that record, um, uh, two bitches with a Danny Glover, yeah, yeah, Danny Glover, like yo, mm-hmm. it's a party, like we played that shit seventeen times, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? That shit was a moment, like that you shit know came what I mean? Out. Yeah. yeah, like, but and I maybe you guys could relate to this like a little bit more because you guys were younger and more like receptive to that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To that music, but it's like in a party, you would People not, were like, what is this you, shit? You were not, you know what I mean? You yeah. were not hearing like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it just was not a a thing. Mm-hmm. So like that's kind of like the energy that was at, <coughs> at that time. Like, uh, God rest is so like a DJ that I always wanted to play day true. Like from the beginning ideation of like when we we're like talking about this and being like, oh, it'd be dope to do this. ASAP J Scott. Like mm. he was like you know like like bro like day true was never uh, created with the thought process of it's gonna be like what it is now you know yeah. like for, like for me when it grew to like th- and i i might even still have the post on my instagram i'm not i'm not sure like of like when daytro was like 400 people like yeah. for me i was like yo this is the shit because yeah it was like yo we're here playing the stuff that we actually want to listen to you know what i'm saying like it was almost like a subculture like it wasn't yeah you know what i mean like that wasn't like the the quote unquote it thing going on. It was like very, it was very niche. Yeah. In comparison to like, it was ahead of its time. Cause it's not what it is now. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. And then what made it like, do you have like any secondary names? What made you like finalize? Okay. It's going to be called day Cause for some reason that name just works. Like, I don't know what it is about it. It just works. Like, 
I don't know. Shout, shout to my to my man uh, Mark Michelson. He's like a he was like a legendary like art director, right? He's like the dude that helped me do um, the movie press newspapers and shit, mm. like designing them, right? But he will always, he will always say that he's like, yo, like you guys, you have a real skill set for picking like just names that stick and sound and sound and sound good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like again, it's like yo, like a lot of this shit is not stuff that we sat and like had. You know, it wasn't like crazy brainstorm. It was like, oh. Like that's not even the way we work. Like till the, like till this day. Like yeah, some stuff is like jokes. You know organic, what I mean? Organic, organic, natural, just comes up in a moment. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like yo, you know, like you might be listening to a song or doing something. Be like yo, it'd be fire. And then it's like call. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll call Sabrina. I might call Hill. We might. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or you're vice not, versa. You're not sitting around like um Dexter's laboratory, like just like yeah, drafting yeah, up yeah. mad ideas and like this, 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 this. Nah, this hell this. no, hell yeah, no. yeah. It's just yo, just living. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well that makes sense, man. That name to this day, you know, Daytro. It just works. There's something about it, like because I feel like even a lot of a lot of people who might even go like the younger generation might have not even heard the word trill or even know <laughs> like the whole thing behind trill, but day trill like it's his own thing out here. I, I felt like at that moment, like if you were of age at that moment moment of time, that word meant something to, to you know what I mean. Like oh, it, yeah. it was a signaling word, like it meant yeah. something. Ben trill, especially that brand, <laughs> the Ben trill brand blowing up. You know that shit was a whole. Obviously, he's tied with ASAP Rocky. You know, he was a part of that. The whole small, uh, Space Ghost Perp, that whole era. But that that's crazy. So like, This is like 40-ounce van, Tumblr oh, era. Yeah, 40-ounce you know van, yeah. Oh, man. Talk about uh, a guy that would be canceled today. 40-ounce <laughs> van's tweets were wild. Oh, my Yo, God. Legend. Legend. <laughs> Yo, legend. those tweets were insane. So now speak about, you know, transitioning from obviously having a successful established you know tradition annual no matter what and you know now you do it twice a year right and that's always twice a year so before when it was small it was three times a year it was wow like, it would okay. be like you know when it was like five it was like a party that happened each yeah. month of the yeah, summer whenever you wanted to happen june, like, Ju- yeah, yeah. june july and august yeah when it got bigger and obviously like the cost and the production value went up is like yo we're not gonna be able to do this yeah uh, three times a summer so that's yeah. when we went to like Basically, like, the beginning and the end of the summer. Yeah. And now, what's the capacity at? Like, what's the most you've had at a, at a day trail? <sighs> Pushing, like, 4,000 people. 4,000 people. God bless. Uh, God bless. So, somewhere around there. That, that's mm-hmm. crazy. That's good. That's really good. And now, um, damn. So, when it comes to that, you transition. It's still going. It's not It's not necessarily tra- transition. I, I guess a better term would be an additive to your bag of tricks. Now, you have a club. But obviously, you have, for those who don't know, he owns a club out here, Crib. Very popping, but at the same time, it's not necessarily like these like hookah lounge vibes that these kids be like, yo, pull through. They put five girls on a flyer, all these local <laughs> girls on a flyers. Yo, and shout, I know, I know them, them all. Shout, yeah, I know them all. Them, shout to them. You know, I know them all, but I'm going to be honest, you know, <laughs> personally, it's not my vibe, but I get it. You know, they got a lot of my Cambodian cousins on these flyers and shit. And I hear a lot of crazy stories <laughs> to each their own. Get your get your money, bro. Do your thing. Right. Grind it out. You know, Um, but this is different, you know, and I'm pretty sure they can argue it, you know, and it's not necessarily hate. It's just is what it is. It's different lanes for everything. It's different things. You know, there's enough money to be made, enough, um, you know, room for the plants, the trees to grow. And they've established this club that it's an aesthetic that. I would say for some reason it gives me like an older aesthetic, but at the same time, it obviously still appeals to the youth because there's young people in there, but not obviously freaking. You, do you have an age? What's a? Uh, I mean, it's 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 twenty one. It's twenty one plus. plus. 
But to me, man, and this is a this is interesting because I always see yeah. these conversations going on like on Twitter, like Rhode Island, like Twitter. And oh shit yeah, like well that. the twenty five plus yeah. shit. <laughs> Yo, so so for me, like how I look at this stuff, right? So I'm thirty two years old. So like, to me, yeah. I, I I even think it's funny like when people be like on like. Like Twitter, like talking about like, yo, you too old to go to Day Trail. I'm like, yo, like the people who started Day Trail, you know what I mean, are yeah. are 30 plus, right? Yeah, yeah. But but they don't know that. Yeah, but mm. but 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 beside besides that though, is like for me, I'm used to being in intergenerational parties, and I think that shit is important. So like, you know, when I go DJ in New York, when I DJ in LA, when I DJ in Miami, been these different places, like there was never really a focus on like. Oh, you're this age. Like, obviously, of at least if you're of age to be in here, then and you like what's going on, the music and the energy, mm-hmm. then this is for you. you that's know all what that saying? matters. Yeah. So that's kind of how we've created that space. It's like it's not about like oh, we only appeal to that only yeah. to, to the to this age group. It's like yo, like yo, if you're a fan of music or this type of music or yeah. this type of energy, then this this is this is for you. Yeah. Like a, a big thing for us is like you know, for me. Like I said, like when we made made the tra- the transition, like so, like a lot of these like uh, fo- like Broad Street clubs that you see, right? Mm-hmm. Like now, like when you look at like say like El Patio, like yeah, I used to DJ there when it was Secreto, when it was Mangoes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, All the trials and tribulations that, that location's gone through. Yep, and that shit that shit is beautiful, right? Yeah, now. yeah. Like to me, yeah. one of my one of my favorite spots in the city. Yeah, now period. it's like really really nice. Every the painting mural that they got outside and everything. Yeah, shit shit is heat over there. Like yeah. I, I love going over there. Yeah. Um, a DJ Dubai, like you know, what I'm saying some people, some people will argue, or some if you've been around long enough, I was one of the first black DJs to play in them Broad Street clubs. Right? Yeah, yeah. But this is before this is when VIP was VIP, mm-hmm. when it was like the club wasn't two hundred tables on the dance floor, there was no hookah, there was there was none of that. Yeah, so yeah. like. I come from the background of DJing and parties. It was like, oh no, like we coming in here. Yo, there's a dance floor. Yeah. We gonna dance, grinding. You know what I mean? Hard, so, holding them walls like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like when we when uh, when Sabrina and I, uh, you know, came to the space of opening the spot or even producing events, like that's always the energy that we created. Like, yeah. like for us, it was like, you know. The hookah or the bottle service, like that would that's not what we seek out. So yeah. we want to create something that's a reflection of what we're doing. And and I th- and I think like a lot of times like there's a lot of conversation in the city like what if this is better or that's but like to me it's not about better, it's about preference. Mm-hmm. Like I just think it's like you should have the option to do both. And that's all we want to do was create yeah. the flip side. It's like, yo, if you wanna go, you know what I mean? Yeah, like go blow the bag and and have a table and do this. You can do that, but yo, if you just like yo, I just want to pull up. Yeah, I want to dance and I don't want to have to worry about having a table and having that. Then you could do that too. You know. Yeah, and if you can, real quick, for those who don't understand, for better perspective, I would compare real quick what he has as a brand and as a nightclub. For example, the WWE. You have the established WWE, right? The main company, right? But then under it, you know, obviously you have the SmackDown Fridays, yeah, Monday yeah, Night Raws. Smart man. Yeah, Monday Night Raws. You have the um pay per view. I do this thing. Pay per view. Uh, pay per view events like the summer, summer, summer slam, summer slam, money in the bank. Money in the bank. You know, you know WrestleMania. You know, you can say that their WrestleMania is Detro, right? Mm-hmm. But everything else, just like WWE, is successful. So break down to people real quick. 
you have your own club, but you have different type of parties, different aesthetics, just like WWE has different events that you go for this one, Hell in a Cell. You might get more graphic shit here. And if you go to that one, Summer Smash, you might see the more friendlier one, you know, established, for those who don't know, real quick, the breakdown of each and every one of the events that you created and, like, the number, amount of them that you have. And Sidebar, like, to me, I study Vince McMahon. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. So when you, when you said that, like, I was like, yeah, you smart because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literally like just retired. I think uh, two days ago, Vince McMahon. Like I think yeah. one of the greatest promoters. Period. All like, time. Like period. Like you know what I'm saying. Any anything you're talking about, right? Man. But all right. So we have our own our own club. It's called Crib. Um, for those of y'all who've been around long enough, it's where Tantric used to be mm-hmm. on North Main Street. But inside of there, we have our monthly parties that we do. So it's not really a place where it's like you're gonna see 101 different promoters mm-hmm. and we're typically the people that produce, I would say, 95% of the events that happen at Crib. Mm-hmm. So we have Love You Better, which is our R&B party that's been going on for six years. Who Could Kill the Dance Floor? Yeah. Bounce House occasionally. Um, Photosynthesis, which is a cocktail night. Mm-hmm. Sugar Cane, which has been going crazy this summer. Um, Eggs Over, which is our brunch. Mm-hmm, the brunch. So like, yeah, you broke it down perfectly. It's like we have all of these different niches and sections that yeah. that we have, like yeah. different vibes and different energies. Yeah, and people probably prefer one over the other, et cetera, but it's fine. You don't have to love everything, and he, they're providing you, you know, something for everyone to vibe to, whether you want to come for brunch earlier in the morning, you want to come at night, you know, you want an R&B night, just straight R&B. You might, ah, I just want to hear our R&B in a club. You're not really going to find that unless you go here, you know, to you love know, you better. You know what, I noticed, what I noticed, too, is like every party is for the most. You got the core people that kind of overlap and go to a lot of stuff, but it'd be different people at everything. Like, like it's, it's kind of wild. B. No, 100 percent. bro. when we went to recently, I uh, love you better. There was some we're not going to name them, but like <laughs> some of our boys, exes and shit were popping up. Like we've seen some exes popping in and I'm like, wow, they're here. I'm like, okay. It's like you never would expect it, but it's like they, they, that's like they got that that itch in them. Like they want that R&B night. They got the vibe, and especially something like that. I feel like girls, because for the most part, I only saw girls in there. Like that night, it was like I, a bunch of girls. I, I, bro, I keep, I, keep, I, keep, I keep it real with you. Like stay, like stay silent events is majority women. Like wow. the women, they hold, they hold us down. They hold Listen, us down. That's a blessing because any business that has women as majority, you know, women are already the tastemakers, so... Mm-hmm. you're doing something right. You know, right, I sense. would know because I, I obviously study analytics and shit. So when it comes to any company where women are the, you know, the make or breaks, and it's like, okay, you're doing something right. That's perfect then. And what's your favorite one out of all the events that you would say, aside obviously from Daytro, when it comes to the monthly events? You know what's funny? I, I wouldn't even say Daytro would be my favorite. Oh, yeah? Like, I always like, I, I like the... the sm- intimate, yeah. Intimate part because I feel like that's really where you could... You could, you know what I mean? Like, you could really yeah. go, really, really go crazy in, in, in those parties. Right now, I would say um, Sugarcane is currently my favorite. That's like, and a, is that all dance hall? Afrobeat, uh, Caribbean, you know what I mean? All that, like yeah, yeah. Afro house. I'm piano, and and the reason is is because I think it's, I was like outside of just the music, like that's a party that we've been trying to build for a long time. It used to go. We used to throw that party under the name Tunes, and mm, when it was when it was Tunes, it was basically strictly dancehall reggae, right? Mm-hmm. 
And um, it's like uh, DJ Khaled says, right? Uh, big tune, big tune <laughs> for your head chop, big tunes. <laughs> I like Sugar Cane more. Yeah, I like Sugar Cane. So Sugar Cane kind of widened the genres, mm-hmm. the scope. But you know, this is a party that we, you know, we all come from doing again like a twenty five hundred, three thousand person festival, and then go do it uh, a tunes for eighty people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so to me, it was like I just like that we always kept working at it to the point where like that party's like four hundred people right now. Yeah. Like consistently every month. Wow. So so to me What's your capacity there at the club? Four hundred. Four hundred? Wow. Sold out. Yeah. Damn. And what would you say is like the most um like um successful thing out of it in general when it comes to like monetary gain? Is it the tickets? Is it the you know, the bar? Like what have you learned through this process of having the club? What I've what I've learned is you know, like when they talk about like vertical integration. So mm-hmm. like when you hear like God rest his soul, like Nipsey Hustle, they be talking about like just owning the different parts of your business. Like for me, man, I came from, you know, I I've been I worked pretty much at every nightclub that you could think of yeah. here, uh throwing parties since I was fifteen. And my earning potential was only the door. Mm. You, you follow yeah, yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's, that's where it started, that's where it ended. That no, that's that was that's, it. That was it. That was yeah. it. Like that's the as a that's the only way that you could make money. Mm. In that, and then so even like as a DJ, you know, like when you go DJ, it's like yo, they just pay you your fee and that's it. So for me, being an event producer allowed me to grow my earning potential, right? Yeah. So now being a club owner, it allows me to grow my earning potential because it's a lot of clubs, and we're not for the to keep the peace. Um, <laughs> you know, like I, I mean, I told a lot of owners, you know, I, I kept the lights on. In a lot of clubs, stay silent, kept the lights on in a lot of clubs, yeah. but they didn't treat us like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's clubs that we've made six-figure money, and they yeah. treating us like like yeah. we ain't shit. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So so for me- Fuck them, I'll say it. Keep yeah, going, keep going. No, yeah, for, nah, for sure, it's fuck them. You know what I yeah. mean? But, um, <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. So for me, that's the biggest thing I, I, I've learned is like, yo, it's, it's so many different opportunities to do things because, because now- like how I'm looking at this is if it if I wasn't in a position that we're in now as stay silent and when I say we, you know, we gotta like cause a lot of people think like they think it's like, oh, they see you DJing it's yo, it's oh it's just you. Mm-hmm. It's like yo, we got a whole team like a whole, whole staff, staff vibe, whole, yeah. of people uh, that's working over there. But um what I was like going back to that point, like what I would say is like there's um like how'd I put it? There's things that before we wouldn't be able to do because you only have the door money. So you're stuck to the vision of if the club owner is going to be like, ah, you know what, like we'll give you some money to, to do this or, you know what I mean? Like the numbers just won't work. Yeah. So now we have more opportunity to do different things. Like to be honest with you, like granted this was not able able to happen because he had, he had to cancel last minute, Um, Chase B. Yeah, Travis Scott's DJ. But Chase B is at a level right now where, yo, I mean – he gets paid a lot of money to DJ. Yeah. Like it would not make sense to bring him to a club where you only making the door. So I remember like, yo, when we brought Chase B to Aurora in 2016, Mm -hmm. you know, like I remember he walked in there. He was like, it was crazy. I haven't played a room this small in so long. And that's the, that's the thing that I've realized with so many DJs is everybody is thinking about these big, 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 big parties, but it's like, yo, Take it the back shit, to the roots. The shit that we love is when you playing for two, three hundred people, man. Because mm-hmm. you could really fit, you feel the energy in a different way. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, so for me, that's kind of like where I'm, where I'm at with it. Yeah, well, that's amazing. I know that he was gonna 
be here uh, recently, but I guess something happened where it got canceled and shit at the hookah, hookah the dance floor. Chase B, but I saw that. I was like, yo, that's amazing. They're really bringing um, Chase B to crib, and obviously it's going to happen whenever Soon. it happens. Oof. But I was like, yo, that's crazy, that whole concept, because obviously we had him, you know, you brought him to Aurora, but then also the day trill situation, which on the surface level, you, you obviously is like, oh, that makes sense. Like, okay, that's a big crowd. But then bringing him to your own fucking, like, club, that has to be, like, a crazy, like, full, like, 180 Man. moment. Like, that's crazy. You no, know, it's, it's wild, because even, like, with somebody like Chase B, it's like, we... We have like a lot of mutual friends in the in the DJ shit. Like, or like, I don't know. It's just wild. Like for me, I feel like he's like the north star or the marker for a lot of us DJs. That's in this space where yeah. it's like, yo, bro, like you know, like niggas seen him really run it up from like college parties to New York hole hole in the wall parties mm-hmm. to where he's at now. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so for me, it's like he like he definitely set the set the tone for. Wow. A lot of this you shit. Saw the whole, you saw the whole growth, man. You know, and I would say, I would definitely say, man, we gotta somehow stop the trend of people standing in front of the fucking the DJ. Big facts. Oh, oh my god, that shit gives me anxiety when they're there and you're DJing and they're standing in front of you and they're like they're staring down at the crowd like some eagles. <laughs> and I'm like, it has to be an ego boost because I haven't done it yet, but I'm pretty sure if Not I were to do 100%. it, I'm like, I'll probably feel powerful up here. But it's like, bro, that shit just gives me like weird vibes. Get off of that yeah, you, shit. You know what it is, man? It's like with that shit, it's like, yo, bro, all the women's out there. Yeah. Like, what are you like, what are you, like, what are you like, doing? Hey, hey, ain't nothing going on on this stage. Like And it has to be for the women. Like you want to get seen. Like you want the girls to be like, Oh, he's cute up there. But if I'm a girl, I'm looking like, oh, it's kind of scary. Like this guy, is he security? <laughs> like this guy is gonna tackle me? Like, what is going on? Like, why is he like up there, you know? And it's like, yo, that we gotta stop that trend. You gotta put like some caution tape or some shit. Get motherfuckers off that. Yeah, I was. We was just talk, I, was, I was having this conversation with DJ Diamond today. Oh wow! Shout out to DJ Diamond. We're gonna have him eventually in the, on the podcast. Legendary Rhode Island DJ, young but already a legend. Big facts. Yeah. Um. So you were talking about that though. You said we, we talk. We talking about that shit where it's just like, yo, man, it's so it's so ridiculous. Like it's like because there's really nothing going on. On like it's not that exciting. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No, no, it's not. It's really not. But, you know, people, I mean, you get drinks inside of you, you're like, people just start yeah. acting, you know. What's the strangest thing? I would say, uh, what's the strangest thing you've seen throughout your career of being a DJ, whether it's on a local level, but what's, you know, you've been everywhere. You literally just came from fucking, was it Paris? You were just yeah. in Paris? Motherfuckers, inter- he's really international nasty still. <laughs> mm. He's not, where's nasty, but he's still international nasty on they, a real they level. Call, they call that manifesting. Though. Manifestation, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. Literally, decades later, manifesting it. But what's the craziest or strangest things you've seen literally before your eyes in front of you while being a DJ? <laughs> that you can share. Yeah, yeah I'll say a lot. A yeah, lot, yeah. A lot. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's people, not incriminate yeah, nobody. Yeah, people, people, <laughs> yo, people, people are wild, B. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people, I mean, yo, like, to me, I, I think the weirdest thing is, like, the lens that you'll see, mm-hmm. like, because, you know, people is, like, I guess, like, the stereotypical groupie, sexist thing that you see is like oh groupies are women yeah but to me it's like i think the guys is worse than the girls <laughs> like My god talk about it bro like you see you know guys show up to a function they don't got a ticket to they don't you know what i mean nothing like they'll show up before people setting up <laughs> you know what I mean to like scope the area no and, and make it look like they work and so they can sneak into the party oh but like you know shit. what i'm saying like you, you know how early you have to be to a party Damn. to to do that like like that's the PG version that that I, I that you can share. Yeah, no, hundred percent. No, I've seen him. I, I literally at the last Love You Better, there was like some guy with like a big shirt, and I'm like, okay, throwing it back. I see his vibe, 
But then he was like sweating and like dancing and grinding on girls. And then all the girls were like walking away from him. <laughs> and I'm looking with my boys. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now before our eyes? Like, do people still be moving like this out here? Yeah. But it's like, you know, and a lot of people, you know, they work all week. And then in the weekends, they want to party. They go to these clubs and they drink and they, you know. But bro, my, my, my thing is I, I got nothing but respect for them people. Yeah. Do that. I got nothing but respect. But, you know. The the finessing lengths that some people go to, oh like God. you know, like is is wild though. But people people be thirsty. People wild, be thirsty, man. Wild, thirsty, wild, you know. Wild, and it's like, man. you know, I get it. You drunk, horny as hell. Might be rocking around with, like they literally horny up in that bitch. Just walking around in that bitch like nothing. Like, but it's like, bro, something needs to be done here. And it be grown ass men, but. It's a part of the lifestyle. We can't do nothing. Because at the yeah. same time, if you try to pluck them out and, like, kick them all out, then it's like, you'll be, you be shocked. There'll be a good amount of them that you got to kick out. And it's like, fuck, you might not, you know, that's Nobody's a good amount saying. of bread you're missing out on if you got to let the motherfuckers in. Yeah. You know, but now, what, and also when it comes to, you know, you yourself, I would say definitely one of the Rhode Island legends, whether people don't know your name, know your face, if you know, you know, you're established for the parts that matter and with the people that matter. What is your favorite part of this state, Rhode Island, being one of the staples of Rhode Island? Wow. To me, and I know this is kind of like a cliche answer, but it's, it's really like the diversity. And, and the reason I, I say that is like, because everybody thinks about like a place like New York, right? They're like, yo, like New York is so diverse. New York's so diverse. LA is so diverse. But to me, it's the concentration that we have. Like, it's like, yo, you can be in certain in certain states and even though there's a like say there's a large Haitian population you never have to cross paths with them there could be a large Caribbean uh Jamaican population you never cross paths with them like for us you know we know you know what I mean like if you if you if you're from Providence you went to Providence public school you know, you know Dominicans you know Cambodians you know Puerto Ricans Hey, you know, Nigerians, Liberians, Ghanaians. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are your friends. And not just like on some like, oh, hey. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like you go to their house, you eat their food. So by the, so by the time that you're like an adult, you have all of these reference points. And yeah. that's the biggest thing I realized like leaving here is don't every, like not everybody has that. Like for us, like to be like, you know, we were kids. I'm, I'm sure y'all can relate. Like, you know, when I was in high school, it was like, yo, Yo, it's the quinceanera this weekend. It's the Sweet 16 this weekend. It's the team party. You know what I'm saying? That's... Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, for me, like, I feel like, bro, we have a a lot more just access to things than we we give ourselves credit for. 100%, bro. One of my favorite phrases I'd be saying, I might have heard someone else say it, but I might fucking try to trademark if it's not already trademarked, but the phrase is, like, people try to become the small fish in a big pond so you go to new york la there's millions of people trying to do the same shit you're doing literally so you're there you're not it's like the chances of standing out are very thin slim to none but out here in a state that literally is the smallest state in the country you can become easily and more you know quicker the biggest fish in a small pond well, bro i'll be honest with you man and you know whatever there's people that they're gonna they're gonna feel how they feel but to me we run this shit like if, yeah. if I if I'm if I'm keeping it a but like even like yo like I went on Twitter last week I say yo Providence got some of the littest parties in the country right now yeah facts like it's not up for debate you know it's pe- obviously there's people that's like oh what do you mean is these play this place I'm like yo I have DJs that come here from all over the country mm-hmm. that they're like 
yo, I'm bro, I'm take yeah, they come in the crib, they might go to day trail, whatever, cool. But then it's like I'm taking them to El Patio. I'm taking you know what I'm saying? I'm taking them different and they're like, yo, this shit is crazy. Like y'all have all this like within 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Damn near sometimes three minutes of shit, yeah, like depending yeah. on the area. So, yeah. so 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 for me, and then like all right, cool. We're talking about the party shit. But then when you want to talk about style, fashion, all that, it's like, yo, it's a lot of people that's biting off of what's going on in Rhode Island and New England right now. Mm-hmm. But they from these bigger they from these bigger cities, so people think that they automatically have the wave because it's oh this person's from New York, this person's from L.A. Mm-hmm. But yo, know, it's a lot of Rhode Island people out there. There's a lot of Rhode Island fingerprints out there, and there's a lot of people that's taken from us. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. That some people they don't even realize. Like it's it's a lot of people that in these other places that was not doing the things they doing till they met some of my niggas. 100%. Like, you know what I'm saying? And But I think for, for people that's maybe like, like, again, like I'm a little bit older than you. So for somebody who's maybe like in your age group, you might look at it as like, oh, it's always been like this. So you you don't even know what it comes from. You know what I'm saying? But like, mm-hmm. yo, like when you see, you know, like Lily Rain said this shit in, uh, at her listening session. Uh, she said, yo, man, everybody dressing like Drew Barr. And that's a fact. Yeah, like, shout you know out to Drew. Yep. It's like, yo. So when you, you know what I mean? When you, when you, th- you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you put them things in, per- when you really put them things in perspective, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Oh, it's very true, man. That's why I definitely love having this podcast because I'm able to highlight a lot of people that are, you know, from here by the same time, you know, their stories and the things that they've done. It's like, holy shit, wait, they were connected to this. And it's like, I know it, but then a lot of people don't know it. So it needs to be highlighted. And at the same time, I understand a lot of people, especially as a creative, they're shy on camera. They don't want to talk about it. Drew's a, a prime example of that, you know, but everything he's he's established with Bodega, the brand, the sneaker culture, the whole aesthetic of the color templates and like the earthly colors and stuff. He definitely is a wave and trendsetter and is still growing to this day. Like that shit is almost like a lifeless type of trend that I feel like will never type of die, die off. And a lot of brands will bite off of, but they might think, oh, they're just biting off a brand. But then there's like a brainchild behind this shit. And he's from Promise, Rhode Island. Isn't it? Drew. You know, and then I interviewed recently Nasty, uh, not Nasty, I'm over here, Nasty, you're Nasty. <laughs> Zay, you know, one of the most, if not the most popular, like, stylist right now in the game, and yeah. he's from out of here. You know, uh, Joe Perez did all, a lot of shit with Kanye that whole era. He's from Providence, Rhode Island. So it's like, people don't realize it, but it needs to be spoken. It, it, it's because, it's that's why I said what you're doing is very, very important, man, because, one, it was really, it's not many people, like, yeah, we've had... Rude boy, we've had sorry for the blog, right? And mm-hmm. they and they held us down in the in the the other errors, right? Yeah, yeah. But right now it's like, yo, we need that. Like what you what you doing is like, yo, even me is like, go, you know, like bro, I keep to myself. I don't really, I don't really talk that shit. Like I'm not really like on Twitter, or on social media. Like, oh, we doing? It, like to me, it don't matter. But I realize like right now in the position that I'm in is like, yo, I got I gotta speak up for for. Like, for some of these people, you know what I'm saying? Because 100%. because I see I see what's going I see what's going on, you know what I'm saying? Like 100%. with like you talking about these designers, you talking about these artists, like I'm I'm like yo like yo niggas is not rapping better than Hill Holler. Mm-hmm. Niggas is not making better music than Lily Rain. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like and then when you you pull the layer, you really pull the layers back and you see the people that's orchestrating a lot of this stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like when you see like okay, you pay attention to who's in the room. That's why I said, like, like how my niggas 
got a lot of this stuff moving. When you really look at, like, you take a step back and you see who's in the room and you see Cam Bell. Like, why is Cam with every artist that's popping in Rhode Island? But you ain't, but you really ain't heard a song from Cam in two or three years. Yeah. So you got to pay attention to to who's in the room. You know what I'm yeah, saying? There's a lot of people behind the room. You know, might be in a part of the photos behind the scenes. You know, making shit shake, and you know they have their finger on the pulse. And you know, I feel like that's another thing is like those that know know, and at the same time, it's okay for now, but definitely needs to be highlighted more. And at the same time, even without the highlighting per se. It's going to blossom to a point where, you know, a couple of years, people are not going to be able to deny it. It's just going to be a given thing. But you know what it is, though? I feel like as uh, Rhode Islanders, we got to take that shit. Like right now, it's like, you know, we play like I, I feel like we have this thing about ourselves. We're very hard on ourselves. Like like Rhode Islanders, like they'll crack all the jokes on you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not gonna let nobody else talk shit about you, right? Like that's 100%. that's generally like the you know what I mean. So nigga might talk shit about your podcast, like oh man, blah mm-hmm. blah, he's this, he's that. But if somebody else comes, it's like nah, you you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But I think it needs to get to the point where it's like nah, yo, we need to uplift all our, you know, we we need to talk that shit for our people. We need to be like nah, yo, you know what? Yeah, like when I said that shit about the best parties in the country, it's like yeah, like. Nah, niggas need to stamp that. We need to believe because if we don't believe that shit, then it's never it's never gonna happen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like people gotta manifest the, that shit, put the energy out there. You like know, and this is where all this shit like so like yo bro like when you see like David Duke, you know what I'm saying like who was here a few weeks ago like mm-hmm. and, and he's in the league and he's doing what he's doing. It's like yo man, yo we had Ricky Lito's, we had Rakim Sanders, you know what I'm saying? We had Jeff Xavier, we had all these. All these guys that's that's going crazy that went crazy to get to the point where we are now. But it's like now, like I see like with, with somebody like a David Duke, it's like nah, like yo, bro, let's talk that shit. Like yo, he's in a fucking league, man. Yeah, he's in a league. It's, he's about to go crazy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's like when you seeing these different, you seeing these different events, you seeing these things. It's like yo, like even me on some DJ shit. I'm like, yo, bro, like I was playing. Like I don't think people really under like understand this shit. It was like. I play the biggest black party in the country, in the country at the time, Duce Palooza. I was a resident DJ for that party. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? 100%. So, so it's like when you're talking about like the parties that every black DJ want to play in the country, mm-hmm. like I DJ that. You know, I went across the country with them niggas. Yeah, at the at, height at the height of it. At, at the height, at the of, height that, of that, you know, that, that whole thing. For those who don't know, who owns Duce Palooza? If I do say so myself, Jay Z pa- partner. Shout, shout, partner. shout, yeah, yeah. shout, the Cam, shout the Benner. But like, mm-hmm. so that's what I'm saying. It's like all this, all this shit that that you, you know, it's like, bro, this this the time. Like two, three years ago, I wouldn't even be talking like this. I'd be like, yo, just check, just check the scoreboard. But I think it's time to be vocal about this stuff. You know what I'm saying it's time. To. It's time to be vocal because if if we don't talk about it. Bro, nobody's going to talk about this shit. No, that's how it is, man. Like, I be, like, sometimes, like, I've gotten used to it now, but, like, if I talk about, like, for example, small shit like Daytrill and shit, and then people don't know who's behind it, I'll be like, how do you not? But it's like, oh, not every- everyone's me. You can't expect everyone to be you, but at the same time, it's like, that's why, okay, how can I make it known that people, that this is happening? Like, I know this, but how can I, you know, share this information? And it's like, I got the platform. It's like, oh. Do little content pieces. Oh, a podcast. Have them on. Talk about it. Because that is needed, you know. And Big that facts. shit is, like, strong. And then people, you know, shout out to everyone who's done podcasts out here, out the city. I understand, you know, it's always been a thing. 
but then the visual content, like you got to move with the culture. Right now, it's about visual content. And to even outside, because that's the bare minimum. What you're talking mm. about right now is the bare that's 1%, minimum. Yeah. Right? But what people don't realize, what y'all got going on, and obviously we can move on from this, mm. but it's like, it's also a taste level thing too. Like, yo, you set a stand. Like, it's like not everybody get to sit here. You know what I'm saying? Like the same way, it's not everybody get the DJ in crib. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, you know what I'm saying? Not everybody get the DJ at day trip. Trust me, bro. You've, you've probably been through it too, but you know what I, mean? I say no to everyone. My fucking cousins, you know. I got cousins that aren't really my cousins. They're my cousins' cousins, and they're like, you know, questioning if I love them. It's like, bro, please shut up. But This is, what are you talking about? But I, I, I say that to say is you set the standard, so this actually means something. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not like no bullshit. Like, Anyone like, like, along. yo, bro, like, you th- you think niggas give a fuck about winning a motif award? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that shit don't mean nothing. No. You know what I'm saying? No, no. So, this means something. Yeah. You know what I mean, it, but it's because you got you guys have made it mean something. Like, yeah. like not just anybody can just go, oh, yo, I got this coming out. Let me pull up. It's like, nah, you you handpicking people. Hundred percent. You know? No, I appreciate that. It's very true. You know, uh, you know, people <laughs> literally offer money. Yeah. And it's like I'm also looking at it as like why? And it's like one day I'm gonna do it. Not for not where someone offers money, but like whoever's like the thirstiest, I'm gonna put you on camera to see why you wanna be on camera so bad because nine times out of ten, they're not even like talking shit or even like they don't have nothing to back it up with or it's like they're dead air. It's like but, so what do you what is this? This whole like you just want the clout of it. See, you use the word clout, I use I, I say visibility. Visi- yeah. Visibility is everything. You got visit like so people want to do shit. It don't even have to make sense. Yeah, like it's just like yo, people are looking at you. It's visible, so I want to be where you're at. And mm-hmm. now when the next visible thing happens, I, I move on to that. Like that, that's, I mean, that's been the shit since the beginning of time, dog. Like mm-hmm. this is like I feel like a lot of people attribute attribute it to social media, but it's it's been going on for, forever, ever. No, hundred percent, man. And it's like perception is everything. A lot of people don't do research, and it's like. Like I said earlier, I research everything. Like it could be a pair of socks. Like I research whatever the things happening behind the scenes entails, how that went from point A to B and how it is now. People look at it and it's like, oh, they see podcasts, they see the quality, everything's nice. And they ultimately like, damn, money. Like they put money a, a lot of times. It's like a main thing. Like these guys must be rich. Like, oh my God, this podcast. Like I remember someone locally that was like, that you probably know too. Like mutually, he was like joking, like one like during the first early podcast. I think I was I went to like New York, some shit. I think it was in New York, some shit. And he was like, "Oh, that's that podcast money." And I told him straight up, I was like, "Bro, what money? Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Podcast money? Like, yeah. this is something that we do out the passion of the love that you know we just want to do." And it's like, I give credit to them to even yeah. being here, wanting to be here. Like, there's no salary with this not yet that's the goal i I like that you said not yet too because that's another uh thing like if you're familiar with earn your leisure one of the guys from earn your leisure to earn your leisure uh, he always he's always said we don't apologize for making money so even if yo bro even if this was making money it's like yo this shit is lit yeah i'm doing what i'm supposed to do yeah and we're gonna hold it to the highest standard 100 percent, 100 percent. and it's like it also starts like Similar to how you were saying earlier, like organically, like things like the best things start organically. So it's like if I was doing this just straight for the money, then it's like I'm going to lose a lot of the actual pure interest because it's like you're going to try to like aim for certain things on purpose. And it's like you're going to lose your taste level with shit. 
you know, like, and shit, but that, the biggest shit so far, low key, might have been like that whole street interview thing that I did. And that was off the cuff. And that literally became like, if not the most like noticeable thing I've done now, creative wise, one of them damn near. But I think it damn near is because yeah, a lot girl, of people see me. Wild, son. Yo, and it's like, that's wild. all natural. Like asking people, what is this in your own words? What is PBD? What is gay pride? In your own words, I'm not even putting words in their mouth. I'm just yeah. giving people a platform to be themselves. They just they just happen to be from Providence, Rhode Island. Now it's like, oh shit, that's over there. That's happening over there. I didn't know. Oh my, they have good energy. It's like, bro, because you don't fucking know. But that's 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 what we need. Like, think about bef- before Instagram, right? Me Hill, uh, you know, like that's like my my brother, my yeah, man. Shout, shout out to Hill Holla. Like you know, we take taking trips to New York. They're like, yo. We ain't even know niggas in, in Rhode Island was getting fresh. But I'm, I'm like, yo, bro, we getting fresher than you. Like, <laughs> like you know, like if we keep if we keep it, like you know, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's niggas saying this. That's like, yo, bro, we wouldn't even want to dress like you. Yeah, like, yeah. what do you like? Yeah, yeah. You, you think because you're from somewhere that automatically makes you? But people really think that. So that and that's why I'm saying going back to the point is like Rhode Island. We gotta t- we gotta talk our shit because that's for me, y'all, bro. I'm blessed enough to have been around a lot of different stuff and seen a lot of different things all around this country and even outside of this country. And I'm like, yo, like, I don't know. It's just crazy. Like to me, it's like, bro, some of the best stuff that I've experienced is here. And I think it's funny because when you're from here, it's hard to believe that. But then when you talk to people, you talk to people that's not from here who have had major influence on culture as a whole. Right. Mm -hmm. Like this is one dude in particular. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say his name out of, out of respect, but um, like he he's made a lot of plays happen in the music industry, like make fucking certain artists connect with with like certain rappers connect with certain digital artists and shit, like you know what I mean, like culture shifting stuff, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, having a conversation with him first time lately, like he like yo man like i love providence like yo, that city you know what i mean that's the interaction i have with people that's not from here all the time so so to me like when i talk to people from here who are like who are like oh this shit's wow i'm like yo like but what's your reference like where have yeah. you where have you been to say that like 100 percent, bro and that that's what gives me just more pride and like not necessarily wanting to really leave like if it ever happens in the future it happens but i really i always see this as always like being my home base you know we've had opportunities literally i think i've told you we've spoken about in the past where like literally first year it's like two years however early into the youtube game literally sitting down at a table in los angeles with like a random fan investor if i give you a million dollars right now what would you do with it we don't know and at the same time looking back it's like god bless us saying that because it's like that now is not even a lot of money like when you look at it to like when you want to like play say overall value and like have investors involved Big facts. that's not even a lot of money bro like that's something that could be gone like in a couple months if you do it differently or do it wrong easily so it's like and it also would have probably obviously entailed moving to la and you know props to everyone doing their thing whatever i know a lot of people have done that excited even from here but i really don't see the need to and at the same time it helps the state where it's like the branding of this like i'll be around trippy reds people and them and established artists and be like oh the Rhode Island boys, right? The Rhode Island boys, like, they know that yeah. because we rep it and everything that we do pridefully without any sense of, like, oh, Massachusetts, oh, New England. Like, I do New England a lot now because of the Patriots and everything, obviously, but I still be, like, Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island, you know, repping it hard, but a lot of people lie. They'll be like, oh, New York. Nigga, yeah. you ain't from New York. You're from fucking 
Cranston, bro. Like, stop <laughs> lying. Like, what are you talking about? You're not from you're not from New York. <laughs> but fact. it's like that's how a lot of people are. I was born in. <laughs> yeah, I was like yeah. born in. It's like uh oh, stop capping. But I think it's it's it's, it's think, gonna change. I think I think we're the we're the first generations to be proud to be from here, dog. Hundred percent. Like you know what I'm fact. saying? Like it was known as like a hater nation. Like like everyone was like everyone's hating on each other for years. Like growing up, that's all I was put here. I necessarily didn't see it because I was I was young. I was like, oh, but I guess I, it was like a thing. I, to me, I never, yo, that's why I, I tell niggas, like, out the gate, man, I've been embraced. So I, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, to me, yeah. Yeah, you have, I feel like, see, the people that hate, they mm-hmm. louder than the people who got love. But that don't, 100%. like, how could I say, how could I say that this is this is a hater place? Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, I'm, I'm selling more tickets to a festival with no artists than artists who come to the city. Like, mm-hmm. yo, think about that. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yo, the people be hating. I'm, I'm like, yo, like, like Diamond texted me sh- this shit the other day. He was like, yo, bro, like, Kendrick Lamar came here when he first came out. And that line was wrapped around the corner. corner and it was still less tickets than Daytrill or a Yellow Cup or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Bro, think about that shit. That's crazy. Think about that shit. And the prices back then obviously had to be more affordable than now. Yeah. Not just for a Kendrick show, but like a show at the location it was probably loopholes at the time. Yeah. You know, like, that's crazy. It's Excellent. true. You have to use that as reference points and, like, you know, just state that shit and let people know, like, that shit is really happening, you know. But, like I said, you know, uh, we could talk for hours, especially about the, the, the state, you know. Um, but shout out to uh, another brother from the state real quick, um, Kuji. He told me that they, there's a, a truck driver. He listens to our podcast every every day, damn near, or whenever it drops, like, during the truck drives. Because Kuji moved to... Atlanta. Shout out to Cooge, man. You know, one of the people that oh, wow. I definitely, yeah, he moved officially. But even him, I had the conversation with him where that concept of, like, leaving the state. But his whole thing is, like, yo, I'm trying to still put the city. That's the goal is to make the, uh, the state hot. And it's, like, he's taking trips back and forth. He's not making it, like, a, oh, like, a, on some, like, fuck Rhode Island shit. That's not his yeah. goal. And it's, like, okay, you know, we need that as well. We need, like, olive branches. We need people exactly. established, almost, like, antennas and satellites in different states to, like, mm-hmm broadcast the attention over here or from here to over there so that's a necessary thing you know so shout out to him um and yeah let's talk about some real quick i run by a couple um rhode island topics and then we're gonna get some more cultural topics with nasty because i definitely want to discuss some things happening right now in the culture with one of the men that i definitely respect his opinion most on the culture um he doesn't share much much so (laughs) it's gonna be interesting today (laughs) Might get controversial. We'll bleep it out if we need to. Um, but uh, shout out to the David Duke podcast that dropped last week. A lot of You're legendary. A lot of appreciate legendary. it. A lot of um, you know attention with that. It's crazy. Like it's not our most viewed episode necessarily. Like when it comes to the episode in general, but it kind of is when I talk about like holistically all the clips and when I think about it more. But aside from that, it's been the one I've gotten the most like props by even like established like um articles and stuff. So. Shout out to David Duke for even stopping by. I really, you know, I told him, you know, I appreciate it. And he was dying to talk to me. It's like, yo, bro, I'm dying to talk to you. So it's full circle moment. Shout out to him. Uh, Also, a couple things over the weekend out here, not in Rhode Island, but nearby. There was some uh, interesting concerts. The weekend came and Chris Brown came to Massachusetts. I went to the weekend concert. I don't know if you've seen the weekend live. I haven't, but that, yo, 65,000 people. That's crazy. Bro, at Gillette. At Gillette Stadium, I was sitting there like there was a point where he was like, um, 
he said, I think he literally said that. Like, I just, I sold out of the uh, Gillette Stadium, some shit. And I damn near teared up as if I knew him. I'm like, <laughs> damn. I'm like, damn. This, I'm, I felt like proud, like a proud brother and shit. Because, like, you grow up with these artists, like, especially someone of him. Like, you guys remember when The weekend was like, bro, he didn't even show, like, his face. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was, you know, for lack of better terms, he was fatter. Like, he was fatter. <laughs> you know, he was fatter. He would, like, yeah, wear, man. like, mad layers and, like, he would hide almost like a um, party next door. Party next door, the same thing. Yeah, they were whole mysterious. They vibe. were had a mysterious vibe. They had they were heavier set, and they would wear mad layers, hide their faces. I, ne- I never noticed that, bro. Never. I want to do. I want to tweet that soon one day. I'm gonna show like a before and after of literally party next door and the weekend, and you'll see it. It's so crazy. But then it's like an artist that you hear that, or you've seen that, you saw his growth into now, literally selling out where the Patriots play. To me, it just kind of hit home. I was like, damn, this is like crazy when you're there, mad people. And it's still making it entertaining with like the light show, Mike Dean with the engineer and the production. Oh, Mike, top Dean, tier, Mike Dean was doing top, that? He's doing a yeah. whole tour. He booked him for the whole tour. And I'm pretty sure he's probably like available because, you know, Kanye ain't doing shit this year no more. So he got Mike Dean on the whole tour. Mike Dean opens. Mike Dean opens, then K Tronada, then it's the weekend. It was supposed to be Doja Cat in between, but I think something happened with her voice or something. But Mike Dean also engineers the entire weekend set. So during his songs, He'll like do like little remixes to it and stuff, and I'm like, this is amazing, especially doing the throwbacks, bro. Like the way they played often and like these remixes that uh, he did like uh, back in the day, uh, the weekend like classic songs, like, like House of Balloons. Oh my god, the way Mike Dean was kind it up, I'm like, this is insane. I was like looking around, like do these kids know what Mike Dean is doing right now? Like this is insane. Like what the fuck? And then the lights were like perfect. It was it was crazy. Like I never That's been wild. to a show of that level. So shout out to the weekend. Chris Brown, I didn't see. I was occupied. I I want to see him eventually, though. Shout out to Chris Brown, you know, nearby. Um, and it's a little baby too, right? Yeah, little baby opened up. It's a little baby and Chris Brown tour. Um, it, that's an interesting tour. I'm not gonna talk about it. It's interesting. It's interesting. But shout out to Chris Brown, the legend. Um, real quick, let's talk about the s- sad news. Unfortunately, um, there's been another homicide in the city, Providence, Rhode Island. I was actually watching the video literally while doing laundry earlier. It was playing, I think, um, Turn to 10, Channel 10. And it's the fifth homicide in the, in the city, I want to say, Providence, Rhode Island, of the year so far. Um, I think less than last year at this point, but definitely, obviously, you want it to be zero, right? But 15-year-old has passed away. They had a candlelight vigil yesterday. They didn't have his name, but let me see. Okay, they updated it now. Gervonta Tilson. And police are saying that he might have been targeted. You know, nonetheless, he has passed away. 15 years old. Prayers to his family, his friends. I saw the vigil video. Very sad. Um, Because we've heard of, obviously, recent deaths and shit. But, like, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I can't think of, like, an actual, like, shooting where the casualty in Rhode Island was of that young of an age. Like, literally below an adult. Like, an actual child. Like, a teenager. It's obviously happened, I'm pretty sure. But it's probably been a while. Like, I don't know. Like, if you know, like... uh, Back in the day, like Arrow, mm, like what, yes. camp, what Camp Arrow is named after. Yeah, Camp Arrow was dedicated to him. Like you know, kind of shit. That shit is wicked, though, man. It's it's, it's insane, man. It's like, yeah, that's that's it's very sad. So rest in peace to him. My condolences to that family. There was a forty year old man that drowned in Lincoln Woods. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a unsafe summer if you're you know you're being unsafe, but, but definitely try to stay safe. That's the main goal. You know, I feel like in summertime, there's always like a height in deaths, no matter what, like no matter what city it is. It's really crazy. Like you see it all the time, obviously, with New York and stuff. But for example, like Chicago, you compare it to Providence, obviously, 
five homicides is like they probably like laugh at it like huh like what the fuck that's nothing but still that's like that's something out here bro like with the yeah, population and shit out here it's the, the, the type of impact too that that you know what i mean like you're, like you said like you don't want no nobody to die like this shit is bro this shit is getting out of hand 100 percent, 100 percent. and also shout out to uh the providence high school juanita sanchez i'm gonna be speaking there tomorrow i got yeah. invited shout out to travis some um, escobar he invited me there tomorrow so that's that's, that's gonna be interesting appreciate it yeah i went to summer school over there oh yeah <laughs> I think Marlon earlier they said licked, something they about it. They licked me. They licked me. Fuck Juanita. <laughs> oh. They licked me. Oh, I was, man. I was supposed to do my, my first driver's ass shit there. Showed up. Nobody there. Walked the whole place. Nobody knew shit about nothing. Shit was non-refundable. <laughs> Motherfuckers licked me out of like $90. God bless. That, 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 that's, that's a lot in high that, school, Bro, too. bro. What? Come on, bro. Like, what? That's a lot. 15-year-old me, $90, bro? Come on. I was working fucking, I was in high school working almost 30 hours, and y'all motherfuckers licked me. Fuck you, Juanita Sanchez. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be there tomorrow. I, I have some good memories at that school. Bro. Yeah, I'm going to try to get you refurbished tomorrow. I'm going to try bro. to get you that refund See, at back. At half of it. Fuck. I'm going to tell them you take crypto, whatever whatever payment you take, Yo. you know, whatever they're giving. That's funny. But let's get into some topics. Let's start with the big kahuna, the biggest topic of the week, the biggest talk of the weekend in culture, especially music culture, black culture. Kid Cudi. Now, for those who don't know, I made a post, and my boy Dave, Dave is so stupid, like a comment, not David, but Dave, the white Dave, the Juices Goose. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't oh, count. Man. Oh, uh, my God. You know him? Let's, yeah, yo, bro, man. Crazy, let's, let's man. That guy's such a troll, man. Let's my not boy. get into Dave, Dave is a funny guy, man. Bro, like, Dave is always Dave. He's always going to be like, like that. Legendary reseller, though. Oh, yeah. oh no, 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 bro. Uh, yeah, dunk, I'm not, not going to discredit. I'm not going to discredit. No, Dunk Dave, legendary. But, but I made the post. Shot the, the Nick too. Right. Oh man! A lot of sneakers from him. Oh man! Listen, but I made that post. I was like, you know, Kid Cudi, legend. In my eyes, he's a legend musically. What would you say in your eyes? Like musically, would you consider him a musical legend? I gauge it off of impact. So, I An influence. Could, well, let me hear what he said first, and I'll tell you what he, what what he said. Like to debate it. Yeah. He didn't yeah. even say much. When he was just like um. Mid, like he was just trolling on purpose. Like he was mid. He's like, oh, he's like, legend is a bit much, Vic. Like a legend, right? But it's like he's from an older generation, so I guess like maybe. But it's like I, I thought he would like appreciate, like understand, like why I would consider him a legend. Let me ask you this, right? And I think this is maybe is there a difference between like a legend, an icon slash influencer? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, because I think I could see, you know, somebody. Like a like a Dunk Dave who who's older than both of us, right? Yeah, is you know their reference point for legend is like Biggie, Tupac, Jay Z. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. So I could see why I'd be like, ah, like Kid Cudi, legend, maybe not so much, but also Kid Cudi didn't influence his generation. But yeah, yeah. But but our you know our my generation all the way down down to y'all like. Yo, Kid Cudi, I, man, I remember like when when Man on the Moon came out and the mixtape he did with Plain, uh, Plain Pat, like, bro, that shit. When I was at URI, like my freshman year, that was like you know around so far gone, Man on the Moon, then 808s and all that shit. Like, bro, that was like that Maui Waui. Like, they put that shit on streaming last week, and I was like, yo, this this brought me to a to a time. So I could see how on like both ends, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. somebody doesn't look at Kid Cudi as a legend, but I would say. For for the blog era, legend for sure. Man, sure. Kid Cudi, bro. Kid Cudi. Because I had to put it and reference it and start off with that because of the concept of what happened, right? For those who don't know. Yeah, to be disrespected. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. like, disrespect is, like, 
some people might deserve it per se, depending on the situation, right? So it was like some people were like, oh, he it was called for, but Kid Cudi walked off stage after being hit by fans at Rolling Loud over the weekend. He was part of day one, right? He had a set time of 11 p.m. in Miami, Rolling Loud, right? So he was the headliner. But for those who don't know, a week prior, damn near, I think like a day plus a week prior. So over a week prior, they announced and clarified the update that Kanye West was removed from headlining. Now it's going to be Kid Cudi. They were substituting with Kid Cudi. Which I feel like is not a bad substitution. It's not a bad. You know, you know all, it's like if you guys fucking um, paid, then it's like you're going to have to deal with that. And at the same time, when you look at the lineup, it's like right before Kanye was going to be and was still Cardi, Don Tolliver, 2 Chains, And on a different stage, we had Little Dirk, you know. But I guess I get let's, it. Kanye let's, West is Kanye West. Let's keep it a buck, though. Did you really think that Kanye West was going to do this? You know what I'm saying? Do do the the wrong Yeah, come on. Like, I, I, I think so. I, don't I think so because he did it. Think so. But he didn't. He, I don't think he headlined. He did it with the uh, what was it with Future? Well, he, he came well now, but there. like before, he came uh, out with uh with Future and he did a freestyle. Remember? But, but yeah, you, you know, you know why I think Kanye would do it, man? Because going back to the word of visibility, visibility. Obviously, Kanye has in hip hop or in culture some of the most visibility being around like the Kardashians and yeah, even yeah, yeah. even on his own namesake. His middle name is visibility. Is it's, it's crazy, right? Yeah. But at the at the same time, I feel like Kanye understands where he needs to be and where he needs to impact. Oh yeah. And I would say right now, for a certain age demographic, rolling loud is that. It's all like, that matters. You know yeah, no, I get it. It's all that matters. I get it. But with everything that's happening right now, and like him wanting to be off the earth type of shit, <laughs> yeah. and Travis Scott not being able to yeah. go no more because he said he was gonna bring him out and shit like that. I didn't really expect him to, you know. What got I'm saying? you, got you. Yeah. So like, yeah, but know. it's it's interesting because I know him and Tariq have built a close relationship now. They they're pretty close. Tariq, um, Tariq Sheriff, one of the the two major heads behind Rolling Loud, the entire company. Him and Kanye have established a close relationship. I so, um, I knew like. It was definitely bound to happen, but then, like Marlon said, Kanye recently has been in that type of like I want to leave. Uh, he said it. Th- what did he say that? He literally verbatim said some shit like, "Oh, yeah." When he spoke about the Diddy shit at the Diddy, like yeah. when he was honoring Diddy, I think at the BET yeah, Awards. Yeah, like, yo, like I was trying to uh, dead man. He yeah, he wants to be like, like yeah, he wants yeah. to be uh like legally dead for the year yeah, or something yeah, like that to that nature, yeah. right? So yeah. it's like, yo, interesting. Like, oh wow. But so I was like, are we gonna see my Rolling Loud then? Because it would kind of like be contrary to what he's stating. So then it comes up a week prior. Oh, he canceled it. So now he's going to be on some dead man shit disappear, right? Boom. So Cuddy's there. And now he walks off stage because there's video, which actually, let me pull it up. Actually, I have the link. Let me pull up. Or should I not? No, I don't want to pull it up. I'm not going to pull up. You guys have seen it. We don't got to see it. You've seen it. There's videos Super everywhere. Disrespectful. Yeah, Super disrespectful. A lot of people saw the first video, which is the main video that got a lot of views, which was Cuddy just... Like, yo, if you guys keep fucking with me, I'm not playing. I'm going to fucking walk off stage, keep throwing one more tank. Like, literally. And then a lot of people were, like, on the fence. Like, damn, but you kind of, like, you said it. Like, you called it out. But then more footage came out. Because, obviously, there's thousands of people there. So, you're yeah, going to get more yeah, footage. Yeah. Then it was revealed that, literally, he got hit in the fucking face, he bro. Face, yeah. He got hit in the face. It wasn't just, like, they're throwing shit on stage. Which is already disrespectful. Because they've booed um, a similar situation. Drake at the Tyler Creator Camp Vlog yeah, and all. Yeah. Drake handled it, you know, to the best of his ability. Very professional. He didn't pull a Kid Cudi. But at the same time, he wasn't getting shit thrown at him. He got hit, 
he wasn't getting shit thrown at him. Yeah. So Cuddy, it was getting shit thrown at, and then he got hit in the fucking face, right? Mm-hmm. Which I zoomed it in, and it looked to be like a bag of something. At first, I thought it was a water bottle. It turns out to be like a bag. Might have been like a bag of weed. Some shit that could have literally cut him. I'm like, it was like a like a plastic, like a tight bag, not like a like a Ziploc. It had to. There has to have been weight or something for you to make. Yeah, because the aim and shit, and people yeah, were. That's uh, why they don't give you like water bottles and shit yeah. with caps at at concerts yeah, yeah that has, uh, has to be weight on it in it to, to make it there you know what i'm saying i was joking with the uh uh i always mispronounce his name you know, the photographer my boy i always talk to him all the time but but oh, bylandoff bylandoff so that's how i pronounce it Bilandorf. i want to get him eventually on the podcast shout out to the legend bylandoff he was joking about with me too like damn that's crazy but he's like damn but they got some fucking accurate aim because they mm-hmm. they hit that shit from afar like they're accurately right in the face and i'm like yeah that's yeah. crazy that shit really happens. Like, people throw shit on stage, but to get hit literally in the fucking nose, like, right on the face, it's like, Cuddy had enough. And then that's what made me feel more for him because of the fact that we surfaced it earlier with, in my eyes, he's a legend. He's done a lot of legendary things. He's someone that doesn't necessarily deserve this, whether you think but anyone deserves this type of shit even, at all. Even if he wasn't a legend, though, it's like, yo, they shouldn't be doing that shit in the first place, dog. Like, like yo, disrespect is disrespect. Like, whether you're the janitor or you're the, you know what I mean? You're the person... Headline and selling remote like that shit is crazy. Exactly, because yeah. that's um, that's assault. No, that's assault. Yeah. Like, and Honestly. he didn't antagonize it. It's not like Cuddy was like, throw me, throw something yeah. at me. Like he got hit yeah, with yeah, that, yeah, and then he was like, if you do it one more time, I'm walking out. Yeah, regardless, you could put anyone in that position, and they're gonna do the exact same thing. I, I, like, that's what me, I would think so. To me, I don't. I just don't understand like why people think that shit is acceptable. Like, like we, I feel like we've gotten to the point where it's like shit is so warped like you know what i'm saying like for for this to even be like a conversation being like oh you know what i mean like people to be mad that he walked off or whatever it's like yo bro like yeah i understand it's like same thing with like nba games like yeah you yeah you pay money to be here but yo that don't mean you run the show and you mm-hmm. know what i mean like it's like yo like there's rules and parameters for you to to be inside of this space man 100 percent. and my thing I think to answer that, I think it might be, obviously, uh, no one knows a clear definition, but I think one of the things that can be is that Kanye cult following. Kanye, especially, I've seen it online heavily since, um, I would say probably since Donda. But uh, it's kind of started a little bit before that with Ye. But with Donda, really, especially that whole rollout, like the stands, like this new age of like the young Kanye fans be on some like literally... Dick, rides, dick riding, dick, like dick, dick riding, riding, like yeah. online, you see it, yes. it's so crazy. Like, they literally riding. wanted to, like, kill Drake during that yeah. whole situation. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro, you see it. And I would yeah. see, especially, like, when we do Kanye reactions, you see in the comments, yeah. like, I'll say one thing about Kanye, like, I'll, I'll judge, like, uh, uh, interlude, I'll be like, oh, you don't understand it. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, oh, you'll yeah. get that, but then yes. not to the repetitive magnitude that we've been getting recently with the Kanye type of content that we do. And it's like, Damn, what the fuck is happening? And it's at the same time, I feel like he might obviously know that. That's why he literally went to, like, I don't know if you guys saw it. He went to a whole mo- moment where he was, like, following a bunch of accounts that had, like, the black avatar. If you made your avatar black, with, like, just a color black with nothing on it, and, like, repped him and helped him promote the album, like, the cover of the album, Donda. He was, like, following people back, and he would, like, DM a bunch of fans and shit. So he's like, kind of feeding into that, right? But obviously, he's not telling people, I would hope so. <laughs> Yo, Cuddy is doing my set, right? Uh, I didn't, I didn't want to pop up. Yo, throw shit at him. I would hope so because there's so many theories online. People are like, <laughs> "Oh, did Kanye set Kid Cuddy up? Did Rolling Loud sabotage this type of situation?" Nah. Now I will say that obviously there is a beef with Kid Kanye West and Kid Cuddy that has been public, 
and they haven't um nourished it. They they went through like a nourishing moment, I think like top of last year where they kind of like had a similar beef, but now it's gotten very deeper where it's like Cuddy's public publicly tweeted multiple times like yeah, it's like no no patching this up, yeah. et cetera. And like he's getting like harassed by paparazzi asking him about it and he's kinda like getting pissed off about it now more than ever. And now it's like you substitute Kanye with Cuddy. But at the same time, business is business. I'm Cuddy knows yeah, and Cuddy knows, like, like he agreed to it. All parties were mutually agreeing to this, right? He has major records. I think he's a big enough artist to headline 100%. a fucking festival. It's yeah, Kid like, Cuddy. He has a crazy 100%. following. Crazy cu- following, f- crazy catalog is Kid Cuddy. Like, I literally, he's the only, I think the only person to this day that I went to go see a concert by myself was Kid Cuddy. Because I was like, I got to go. I'm going by myself. Went to Boston. I had to go see him, right? He's that only artist I've done that so far with. That's Kid Cudi. But it's like when you break it down, Kanye West still was at Rolling Loud. The set time for Little Dirk, for those who don't know a reference, on the GoPuff stage. I, sh- I should have never said the name because I'm free promo for GoPuff. So fuck him now. <laughs> at 1- at 11.10, Little Dirk, right at the GoPuff stage. But at the other main stage, to rock stage, Kid Cudi at 11. So Lil Durk was 10 minutes after. And it's not like Kid Cudi was going to perform for 10 minutes. Right, right. It was just, I guess, to break it up for people, pick and choose, whatever. There's a lot of fucking, you know how, if you've been to festivals, you know how it goes, right? Yeah. But Lil Durk obviously has a friendship with Kanye West. Chicago connection, all that, right? Um, I'm going, Kanye crazy. Like, they had, like, the, the collabs, everything. All, people know. Recently, who did it? Someone brought Kanye West out of the game in L.A. And the game was like, yo, I had to bring him out to perform. I think he, uh, my easy. He was like, yo. And then Kanye didn't even perform it. Like, he was just kind of, like, vibing with it. He was like, I told him just to come out. He didn't have to perform. This is my guy. He's my best, he's my best friend, blah, blah, blah. You know? And he did it at the Diddy thing where he was like, yo, I want to be declared dead. But at the same time, if Diddy needs me, I got to show up. Right, He's like, right, I got to right. fucking be realistic. Like, yeah. I want to be how I am, but I need to be realistic, too. Yeah. So he did that with the game and now i guess the recent example is doing it with little dirk right because no one expected that but he came out and performed on the little dirk set but he didn't even do any song with little dirk or a little dirk song he did the song that he has with kid cuddy the father stretching my hands (laughs) so this gets deeper right and he does the kid cuddy parts everything like and i think that's the only song he did but y'all think it's like that calculated listen from bro, from the shit I've heard, there's a lot of things I haven't even spoken about, like on the podcast that I've heard, like during like the whole Drake and Kanye shit that I've learned, like through actual like shit behind the scenes. The sources. I wouldn't be surprised, like it's to that level, and it's unfortunate because I don't want it to be true, but it's like it can be. It's not that far fetched, right? Kanye West is very powerful. Kanye's being petty though. He's been hanging out with Drake too much. It's very and the timing of it, <laughs> and the timing of it is like. What a coincidence. These are a lot of coincidences that are adding up, right? And then Kanye still with that whole disappearing shit because he did pop up, but you guys saw it. There was the photos like he was wearing black paint. Like he was like his hope. I thought it was just his face. He painted his whole um, arms and everything in black paint. People are saying it's not even Kanye. Yeah, they were like, oh, it's not him, but it was him. He low key don't even look like. He, nah, he really doesn't it's, look it's, like Kanye. So I'll be wondering. He looks slim as fuck. Is it, is this, you know what I mean? Is it calculated? Is it not? Are we looking like too deep? You know what I'm saying? Like, because as of now, I'll check right now live. As of now, uh, Kid Cudi did tweet, but it was a tweet that I have his notifications on today because I was like, yo, he might say some shit, right? <laughs> might you know, say some wild shit. You know, you want to keep up to date and shit, keep people informed. But all he tweeted today was an ad, 
and it said hashtag ad this week. Call me uh, Counselor Cuddy because I'm taking over the camp. McDonald's. He's announcing a merch drop with McDonald's and everything, and it was like a private tweet type of thing. So it was like hashtag ad. So people like, oh, that could have been automated. That could have been his manager. He's not. That might have not even been him that did that, right? Mm-hmm. But obviously, people th- were, are still waiting for his response to kind of add some clarity to this. We're not gonna get a clarity from fucking Kanye West, right? That's no, not gonna happen, no, right? No, no. At this point, unless he does randomly a, another interview randomly with Drink Champs again or something, or who knows, right? I doubt it though at this point. But Cuddy's the only one can, that can provide any context for this. Rolling Loud has already come out and not apologized because they technically, if they apologize, then they're taking ownership. So they don't want to apologize. They weren't because they don't technically have to. Like. I, no, but I I think with Rolling Loud and just any event, man, is they need to fucking set the precedent where it's like, yo, this is just not acceptable. It don't matter if it's Kid Cudi, if it's a nigga you never heard of, yo, this is just not acceptable. Like, so like on the, you mean like on a like so provide some sort of maybe consequence to the fans yeah, that like, did this? Like it's like yo, like that's just not acceptable. Like in what world, you know what I mean? Like it's like yo, like like bro, like so weird. You know what I mean? Like that shit is not acceptable nowhere. Like even like like you see it with the NBA games where they're like, oh man, harassing. Them. It's like yo, like you could be a fan, you could do all this, but there's a there's also a limit. You know what I mean? Like we, oh, yeah. we took, yo, bro, this is a concert, my guy. Like you know what I mean? Like, you had, <laughs> you had a con, like yo, you paid money to be here, and other people paid. You know, them tickets. Is, it's not like them tickets is like, even if there was twenty bucks, even if there was free, like yo, them tickets is expensive. So yeah. you're here at this festival, you throwing shit at this person that you paid money to come see? And yeah. why not just turn around and fucking leave? Yeah, like, go, why? Go to the other stages. Because that's the last performance on that stage. Like, go home, buddy. Or you, oh, it's Cuddy, so let me still trash him. Or were you hoping that maybe Kanye would come out? Even if Kanye might have done, like, a surprise and, like, who knows? They would have, like, they made a, a new, uh, they rekindled their friendship. You would have never gotten that pop-up because you were throwing shit already. Mm-hmm. So you're already establishing a president's where it's like not welcomed. That's the energy. Yeah. So it's like, fuck you guys. Like, what yeah, the fuck is just, this? It's just stupid, bro. And it's like, it's man, I, I definitely say like we saw with the NBA, but we see it. Um, I feel like after COVID, like post COVID, like people are like frustrated, and now they're out, and now they're like doing these type of antics and like running on stage, tackling uh, Dave Chappelle, and like doing all this type of shit. You know, uh, you know, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I personally would never. People, but it's like people, people are gonna be for people that, for them seconds, the minutes of clout, bro. That and I, I, I think, I think, I think some of these people they think like, oh, it's like I'm really not gonna get beat up. <laughs> like it's like yo, Dave Chappelle put their hands on that. <laughs> like you know, like Dave Chappelle yeah. and them went crazy on that, bro. A hundred percent. And it's like you get what you deserve. Honestly, you, know? you get what you deserve. And it's like that guy ended up this like a whole backstory with that. That's like oh, okay, so there was like, a dumb reason, but you had a reason, right? So these people might have motives. That guy who hit Kyle Cuddy might be his number one hater. Or it might be his number one fan. I'll tell you, you this. You never know. I'll tell you this, though. Kanye West, just because you did that, I highly doubt Kanye's going to be like, you know what, bro? Come over here. Let's have dinner shit. I respect you for doing that type shit. You know what I'm saying? He's not even going to fucking talk to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I don't even I don't even know if the things are quarrel. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like... Just off the basis of like respect, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if, like to me, it's like if respect is the is the baseline. It's like I don't care who he beefing with, what they going through. It's Facts. like it don't even need to be all that. No, hundred percent. I would hope 100%. not, bro. Because listen, if Kanye West had anything to do with Kid Cudi being hit or bullied in general, that's not any sort of cool points in my book. Like that would be like bottom tier dumb shit. 
because God forbid Cuddy gets really injured, a head injury, like God forbid someone throws something heavier. Like, yeah, people probably get checked at the door at Rolling Loud, but once you're in there, you can buy anything. Someone could have literally like rock merch and you could just buy the fucking rock merch and just throw the rocks on it. Like, you know? And this shit, like, bro, we told him this shit is music, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, bro, it's just no, music, like, bro. You know what I mean? Like, for the most part, like, it, it ain't beefing, but what's, like, what are they even really beefing about? Like, you know? Like, bro, and it's like Kanye and, and, and fucking Cuddy is like two peas in a pod. Like, they've had that strong history of relationship and just like any strong friendship, whatever, there might be some fallouts, whatever. But then you hope it doesn't get to that level where it's like assault and like, uh, you know, inciting this type of energy. So yeah. I hope it's not I real. I hope it's still all alleged. But someone else that was our Rolling Loud and from that umbrella of Kid Cudi, literally his favorite artist is Kid Cudi. And obviously the Kanye West umbrella was Travis Scott. Travis Scott, again, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but this might have been literally his first like festival post mm. everything. I know he's had performances. And everything, like DJ sets, and DJ shit sets at clubs, but this might be his first festival back post the Astro World situation. And there's a moment I think, yeah, right here, where you can see him visually like so excited towards the end of his um actual pop up. He popped out during the Future set, mm. I believe. I think they did that new song that they had with Southside, which is not even necessarily a hit. It was like kind of like a if you know, you know. But it's yeah, like that, it's that, dope. That, that shit is hard. That shit slaps. That shit slaps in the right environment. It slaps, you know. You know, so you saw him like with that whole that emotion. Another person I feel like loves his fucking fans. Like, bro, this guy really rises and dies for his fans. And obviously, we saw what happened. Everyone knows what happened with the Astro World situation. But I just, I just want to say, for lack of better terms, and putting everything aside, I'm just glad he's happy. He seems happy. Facts, yeah. You know, he's smiling again. You know, he's probably obviously made some social media posts, etc. But seeing him actually in his environment, that's the closest to the behavior that we saw him that was that took him down a notch was the whole festival shit. He's back in that again to one degree of what can be in the future. Cause obviously he's not headlining, which obviously like rolling loud, Travis Scott headlining is like cookie, cookie and cream or fucking peanut butter and jelly. Like it's like match made in heaven. Right. But he'll probably get back to that eventually. Yeah. yeah. We, we love a good redemption story. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's going it, it's, it's gonna happen. It's, it's not if it's gonna happen. It's when, when it's gonna happen. Yeah, and I think Tariq actually tweeted something along the lines along the lines where they tried to get Travis Scott, but the venue either banned him or didn't permit it. I don't know the case, but he popped out, so I guess they worked it. I don't know. They, hopefully, there's no like uh, actual like legal ramifications now that they got to deal with. But you know, you know what the thing that's like weird about the whole Travis situation though. Um, Obviously, like, you know, tragedy, like, you don't want any of that type of shit happening. But, or I say in addition to yeah. that, it's like, yo, fucking, I mean, Live Nation, who they partner partner with to to do Astroworld, it's like, yo, they doing every major tour and every major concert in every major city in America. Like, so it's like, to me, it's a, it's a strange double, double standard. It's like, yo, like... They still operating and doing business. Like, shit. I mean, if we check, they probably the ones who did the weekend tour. If we keep More it, than likely. if we keep it, they're like, they're like the biggest producer of concerts in the country. So, oh, yeah. Like, so to me, it was like, I felt like with, like, where was the backlash for them? Yeah, bro. Versus, you know what I mean? And even Travis probably trying to keep it on the hush. Like, he doesn't want to publicly, like, talk about them or even, like, put them at fault because who knows legal ramifications? His lawyer probably advised him otherwise. But it's like he damn near, obviously he needs to, in my opinion. And at the same time, 
people should be like, yo, we got a Travis Scott interview. Okay, whatever. I get that because it was his event, Astroworld. But where's the interview with like the CEO of Live Nation about this? Like, where's the sit down interview? People don't even know who this this person I is. Mean, yo, th- think about this shit, like in music, like <laughs> in music, right? How many people you hear talk about Lucian Grange? We never heard this nigga talk ever. Never. <laughs> like he control. He like he literally controls a lot of the music that, that we know and love. Like we never heard him talk. I feel like the only people definitely have rapped about him, but the only person that's like rapped about him like a lot and like publicly is like Drake. Like Drake mentions him and shit. And we know the relationship there. Drake signed another bag, allegedly. <laughs> People were saying 300 Now they're saying that it was like like 650 or something. I'm like, sheesh. God damn. And it's like whatever he wants. But yeah, man. We're going to talk about it right now. Perfect pivot. Record labels are, you know, look. however you look at it, it depends, right? Because I'm all for independence and shit. And it's obviously biased because we both have like established, you know, independent situation brands and shit we haven't really fully partnered up with like a full-on thing like for life or like a long-term contract yeah or whatever it might happen who knows but then when it comes to like a record label right now uh the first artist to publicly talk about this on a platform was french montana last week i think during the academics podcast where he addressed the idea of record labels actually taking out insurance policies on these artists so an insurance policy, obviously, when someone passes away, life insurance, life insurance policy, when someone passes away, people get money, whether it's the partner, spouse, however you write it off to and however you so that, tie how, it up to. That's how, most, that's how they say the majority of wealth is made. To insurance or life insurance? Insurance. Life insurance. Wow. Like in, like how people get like inheritance and all that, that shit. That is true. You hear that story, story all the time. They make movies about that shit all the time. Inheritance and like lineage money and like random money like you might have so you're saying so french was saying they french was like yo and french montana obviously an established artist he must be obviously he's probably in bigger rooms than me like he's having these conversations with these people but for some reason he felt the need to like talk about this where it's like record labels are taking out insurance life insurance policies on these artists and he was against it like he didn't like it he's like yeah obviously you got to look at it as a business so they might be preparing themselves because like anyone would and should like we are gonna gonna die at some point so get life insurance but he's saying like these record labels are in his opinion depending on these artists to die to make money after they die now we spoke about this and we speak about this all the time for yes. years we've been talking about this when it comes to uh the juice worlds the xxxxx the um people who have posthumously released albums right mm-hmm. we spoke about these labels making money after the demise mm. now this takes it takes it to a deeper level where it's like life insurance like oh hold up how does this work now if it's like their family gets the money whatever these record labels okay that but that's like in a perfect world but if a record label's doing it <laughs> i doubt oh it's going to be bro. fully for the benefit of yeah. the artist you know what's wild though is that concept like that just sound cr- so crazy but then you hear about like major other major corporations doing that with like employee you know what i mean like yo, exactly. shit, shit shit is wicked out here v. it's like exactly so to me it's like not too surprising. Yeah, it's I'm like not, it, it, surprise sound, me. it makes it sound more sketchy, to be honest. Like more believable that they're doing it because it's like, why? Like why you really now putting like money on a person like their item, you know, instead of being a human being. I guess like, that's that's the tough part with like business and 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 these type of corporations is like, yo, they have no like you just a number mm-hmm. on a line sheet. 
Facts. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, this artist, they generate this much money. You know what I mean? Like, so it like it is weird. To, like when you like when you hear that shit, like yo, for real, they they doing they doing what? But I mean, to me, it, it don't it don't surprise me at all. Like, you're just another statistic. You know, yeah. you're just another statistic. No matter what, you know, whether you literally, you know, keep the lights on in the house. I think Drake says that said that like about um, Universal or something. Like he, uh, uh, Lucian knows who keeps the lights on in the house. Some shit like that. Whether you're of that nature, that that status or not, like they still can move some cards around that can make shit tough for you in certain rooms. And it's the way this fucking shit is. It's evil, bro. This business is evil. Music business, all types of business is evil, but music business as well. You know what's interesting, though? Like, for me, like, when people say, uh, like, the business thing, like, being evil, I don't know if it has to be like that, you know? Like, I think, like, somebody that that y'all should uh, look into or whoever's listening is... um. Like nineteen keys, he talks mm. a lot about like how blockchain technology can change and liberate a lot of this. On like, the he's on the EYL network he's and on, stuff. He's on yeah. EYL, but even before he joined the network, like he'll be having like Instagram lives, like talking about this shit, mm-hmm. and it's like basically talking about how like technology is going to be able to to change the dynamics a lot of this, and that's why it's important f- for us to learn about like like what blockchain technology actually does. So you could create like smart contracts. So where it's like, you don't even need, like now you're not dealing with necessarily dealing with people. It's like something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. I, th- I think yeah. like for me, I think there's, there's hope. Like you even think about like artists, right? Like back in the day, like, um, like splits, like you'll work on a song in a studio and then it's like, you don't get your splits. Like, yo, they got apps for that and shit now. Like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, Yo, we finished the song. Yo, we could do this. We could do this on the spot, or you could just, you know, you if you produce for somebody, you write for somebody. When you distribute it, you could literally like this. Mm-hmm. The paperwork is all on tech, like on yeah. online now. You yeah, know what I'm people, people just gotta do their research. So I think that that's gonna be like hopefully the the standard where it's like because of technology, we don't have you know it frees us from a lot of this bullshit that yeah. these labels be doing. You know. Yeah, hopefully, man. I feel like there's going to have to be... And it's already happening with, like, artists. Like, there's so many, like, huge independent artists. But the wave is going to change, you know? And these record labels have to understand it. I mean, they already do. Because like, these major record labels have, like, these sub-labels that are, like, fake independent. And they want to move with that wave and shit. They do it all the time. Like, there's, like... Every month, there's, like, a couple new ones. It's crazy. But it's, like, people got them also. I feel like research and be prepared for what can happen. Like I saw recently a clip of five year four and was talking about, uh, I fucking, saw that way over here. <laughs> yeah, that fucking Mace signed him for five grand. And I think a guaranteed G herbal feature. And you know, That's and crazy. it's like, damn bro. It's like, That's I could have so signed you bro. Like even if I had to take a, to get my money back, maybe like a quick loan, but it's like, I could have, I could I could have signed you literally years ago. Still it's like, That's crazy. You know, you know what the, what the scary part with a lot of this stuff is like, you know, that's literally, you taking advantage of somebody's situation. But that's what they would say is like, like, yo, you never want to make decisions from the point of desperation or the point of need. Because when you need something, like when somebody knows you need something, then it's like, you know, like it's like, for example, like if you you, you sell them sneakers you got on your feet, mm-hmm. you got to pay your phone bill, you got to do whatever. Like, yo, if I know that you got to pay your phone bill, shit, I'm going to offer you what that what that phone you know what I mean what that phone bill is 100%. like so it's like yo the, I just feel like it's like when you hear like these stories it's like yo like I don't even I, like to me I don't, I don't even know how you can sleep 
like doing that type of shit to people because you because you literally playing with people's lives you know what i mean oh it's, it's so crazy it's so crazy and then like a lot of these people don't be business savvy themselves so because fabio spoke about that but at the same time he didn't really necessarily trash mace at the end he kind of was like saying like no we don't but you know mace is smart about his business and this and that kind of like giving props to mace for doing that and <laughs> Yo, it's like i, I, I was shocked shit. i was like Yo, bro, oh, bro, do you bro. know your contract though? Like, uh, I, I hate that shit, bro. I like uh, to me the biggest the biggest <laughs> thing that that I hate about like, like I I, I don't know. To me, I, I feel like you can do good business. Business don't need to be shysty. Like it's like yo, let's let's be transparent. Let's let's be let's be in the open. And I think I don't know. I, I feel like our generation, because of the tools that we that we have, we're gonna be able to change to change that shit. Where it's like yo, like. I don't know, like, yo, we got an online store. Like, say, like, yo, me mm-hmm. and you collaborating on something. We got an online mm-hmm. store. It's like, mm-hmm. yo, but we could pull up, pull that shit up right here and look. Like, there's no mm-hmm. running around trying to go look for the. It's like, yo, it's all right here. You mm-hmm. know? So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, man. And at, at least I do like that he's speaking about it, and that's like publicly known because that information gets put out there, and then the conversation starts. So people are like, oh, because I think that's been spoken about before, but I don't think. He has officially said it out his mouth. Like people was like rumor, like yeah, may sign them, etc. But then him talking about that, like oh, it was like yeah, five grand and a guaranteed G Herbal feature. It's like whoa, hold up. Now people are discussing like why that's bad and like that's not okay. But then he says it like you know at that time five grand with me for me was a lot. I thought, but then two months later I blew it all. And it's like like you said, people in rash rash uh, moments make rash decisions. You know that vulnerability can be taken advantage of by yourself. You might take advantage of your own vulnerability without realizing it, you know? And that's the sad part of it, man. But speaking about also the culture, I want to definitely to get your opinion on this. Funk Flex and, uh, Funk Flex and uh, Conway the Machine from Griselda have been going back and forth, right? Shit was so corny, man. Man, that shit was so crazy to me. And, and you know, we didn't even got to get too in-depth with that, but that whole concept uh, kind of around it i would say discussing it is more important that whole thing because in my opinion is this right i found it very ironic where it's like someone who wants to rep the underground heavy you know and i want to get your opinion on this is like you want to be underground until you're not because why are we still wanting to get like that radio play and everything if we're so like underground like conway's like an underground king like the fucking Griselda guys are like that's what their their shit is that like they run that whole wave right now right, but then Conway has been having these moments where he's like he's questioning. I'm not sure if his own ego or his own established like presence in the game or his respect, but then targeting a DJ specifically Funkmaster Flex to me was very confusing. And it's like, aren't people considering this industry at least specifically not DJs? Obviously, you still need DJs in my opinion. People debate that shit a lot. But radio DJs, I'm thinking that's a dying industry. Like, that's some dinosaur shit. People don't really play the radio. But then he's on some, like, yo, like, flex. And, like, these people call... I think he called him, like, a gatekeeper, that like, type <laughs> of energy. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So, like, your opinion, what is it when it comes to this? Because you are definitely someone that is around this type of, like, you know, culture. You're a part of it. And you are actually a DJ yourself. Um, So, for me... With the particular situation, I felt like Conway was being like very disrespectful. I think it it got disrespectful because he, like yo, when you call somebody washed up and you, like you know what I'm saying, when you start talking like that, it's like yo, you led with disrespect. Yeah, yeah. So granted, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes yeah, yeah. that that made him made him feel like that. I also think, on a larger note, 
that New York artists have an obsession with being on Hot 97. Like, it, <laughs> it, like it means, like it's it like means where uh, where hip hop lives. Yeah, like yeah. and you know, like granted, yo, that mean like in the yeah. tri-state area that you know that does like for for some of these artists. Yeah. Like maybe that's not at a Conway level, but somebody who's just you know they just getting they they just getting their feet wet. Like yeah. you know that's the difference between being able to do like a fifteen hundred dollars show out of state and not doing that. So yeah. I get it because that's like your first your first step step into the game. Like you know, so I I respect it. I think all of these different mediums are important. Yeah. So I don't think like when you think about radio, you think about podcasts. Like they're just different mediums. Yeah. And all of them, again, we're going back to the word visibility. They all have a different level of visibility, mm-hmm. and you got to use it for what for what it's for. So it's like, yo, if Conway wants to be a household name and wants to be doing certain type of things, maybe he does need to be on. Like he understands, I need to be in a certain level of rotation. Yeah. If he's fine where he's at, then he don't then he don't need that. I just think the whole situation they led with they led with disrespect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like it's the same way as like. People have people have asked me from a DJ perspective, yo, yo, how come you ain't on the radio like out here? Like, how come you haven't done this? How come you haven't done that? How come Jamie ninety four five or or Hot one hundred six? And it's like, yo, for me, with one radio station in particular, I've had the opportunity to to be in a fold over there. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Like you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like so, like for me, it was like it doesn't fit my overall goals. But I'm not gonna be. Yeah. On social media, oh fuck them, they're mm-hmm. whack. It's just like yo, trashing them and shit. It just didn't fit what I was trying to do. So I, I think like a lot of like a lot of people be wanting certain type of looks, mm-hmm. but they don't really like it. Might not even align with what they're trying to do. Like yo, if you're yeah. the, if you're the champion of the underground, you're this, you're that. Then yo, maybe you don't need to be on on hot But I understand yeah. if like New York artists, like to them, like they talk about being on hot ninety seven. Like that shit is like a Grammy, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, no, like facts, like yeah. you know, like 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 if you you talk like yeah. you, you talk this like, I think like Troy Ave is like a perfect example of this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the perception like when Troy Ave was really booming, like the perception of him was like he was like this larger than life artist that's doing all this, and yo, he was really really successful. But then it's like yo, you might look at like a. a artists like say like dom kennedy mm-hmm. who was around at the same time who's like selling merchandise mm-hmm. going on tours mm-hmm. all over the all over the country yeah, like, yeah nationwide you know what i mean so it's it's different like I, I feel like that in my opinion has kind of plagued new york hip-hop a little bit yeah is that they're so focused on hot 97 where it's like yo there's bigger right now it's like yo you could go i don't know like you see like there's certain artists they don't even go sit down with them guys <laughs> anymore you know what i'm saying it's like yo, they might go Power 105 Breakfast Club. They 100%. might go to Joe Bud, try to go to Joe Budden podcast, Rory and Mall, and mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. but the Funk Flex freestyles is legendary too. So I don't mm. know, man. It's weird. It's, it's crazy. It's so weird because I think they were supposed to do it a freestyle. I think it was supposed they, to do another one. They dropped one. Oh, they dropped a new one. Like it was like basically they squashed the beef. Like the beef they squashed like, it right. You know, it, it was like a it was a free. He ended up dropping a freestyle with Funk Flex. There's a song, but not like a video? Yeah, it's on Funk Flex YouTube. It's just like a... A song? Yeah, a song. I, I mean, it's like, like, you know what I mean? I, mean, like, I get it, but damn. I thought it was going to be like promo. another... I thought you heard... You're always oh, you said promo. It, it almost, to be honest, the way the whole situation played out, like I was like, 
Were they like trolling us? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, I'm about to tell you this much. If that was the thing, it didn't work. It didn't work, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry. Because you guys are in your own lanes separately, respected, and when your own things, like, you're the best in your own thing. Like, Conway. Nice. Conway's one of the best rappers right now. Funk Flex always has been a legendary DJ, established ghost status, and radio personality when it comes to radio DJs. Like, Funk Flex. Like, the yeah. Funk Flex rants are like. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's nice. nothing like it, really, you know. Um, So, yeah, man. I hope that this shit doesn't, you know, keep happening. There always seems to be something with, like, New York artists and radio DJs. Like, recently they had, like, the whole, um, the drill artist versus, um, what's that young artist, uh, oh, young the, DJ? Drewski. Drewski. Yeah. The Drewski, the DJ Drewski out of there and that whole thing that happened over there and the mayor, Eric Adams. So, I hope that that shit doesn't keep happening because I feel like it can hinder that New York rap culture obviously you know because you have to you know grind and just be proud of where you're from and avoid the drama as much as possible because there's already a lot of unfortunate shit happening you know you got rappers literally in new york getting shot getting killed getting arrested so it's like why are you going to create now more drama you, you know the example that i always use about new york like new york was instagram before instagram <laughs> like and like what i mean by that was like before there was instagram mm-hmm. like new york dictated the entire culture yeah like it was like this is what music is this is how we dress this the is mecca every, like you know what i mean it, it was the mecca of culture for, for the whole world right and i think instagram like now it's like yo people don't gotta go to new york to see that shit no more so you can how, see new york on your phone if anything so instagram is new york so wow. so how so how does the mecca adjust to that yeah when they like yo fuck like we were setting the tone, we setting the trends, we setting the, we setting the energy, and now people, you know, like it's like niggas in Kansas is like, yo, we don't need to know how New York, like we don't have to go to New York to see how New York niggas is dressing. Yeah. So it's like it took the allure away. Like you think about like yo in the two thousand in the two thousands, Fifty Cent, Dipset, D Block, all this shit, Fab. Like yeah. this was like, bro, everybody wanted to be like them niggas. Like yeah. right now, it's like people like you know, it's almost. Like I hate to say it, but it's like, it's like people, it's people almost looking at them like they corny. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Which is, and to me, I understand what Conway is saying with the whole, whole Griselda because they brought the wa- they brought a wave back to New York yeah. when niggas was fronting on New York. So I, 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 I get it from yeah, both, you see both sides. I get it. I get it. Hundred percent. Oh, I'm gonna. Po- I gotta post this 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 little segment on Twitter. This shit gonna go crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people debating that shit they, they talk about it all the time like the whole new york like the history and like uh, man especially yo, especially remember like the whole trinidad james shit when he was like um fuck what did the trinidad james say he was like oh, um man, i remember this i remember this. like something about it like in new york you don't even hear or all the artists in new york sound like from atlanta or something like that or the hottest rappers in the, on the radio in new york is atlanta rappers some shit like that that was like 2013 yeah. i think but at, at the end of the day man it's like you can't deny what new york has done like you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's like yo, bro. N- niggas can say what they what they want to say, mm-hmm. but it's like the wave still does go through. New- in my opinion, still goes through. Hundred percent, bro. I think yeah. it's like inevitable. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, shout out to all the New York listeners right now. We have a large uh, fan base in New York. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I yeah, a large. I, from what I remember statistically, so shout out to the New York people. Um, hate us in the comments if you may. <laughs> it's all right. It's just debates and talks. Yeah. Moving on, though, uh, speaking of artists and music, there's new music that dropped, and specifically it was a New York artist that dropped this weekend. 
Joey Badass, tapping into the nostalgia vibe because he did a sequel to 1999, the famous classic mixtape. Yo, that shit impacted y'all generation like like crazy. Like, like for me, it was like when it came out, I was like, yo, like, yeah, we fucking with this. This is dope. We fuck with Joey Badass. But But it's been interesting to see like on Twitter and Instagram, like people that's like specifically in your age group, like they're like. Like that shit is like they're illmatic. Like, bro, like what's, the, what's that? What's that verse? The fucking uh, with the I think the is it cap uh oh the survivors guilt. Yeah, so so yeah, tell base God don't quit his day job, bro. Say people, six million ways to die, my nigga choose one. Dudes, they come bro, with I'm telling you, we were all that shit was crazy. crazy. And like looking back at it, it's like strange because like I feel like we don't tap into that type of sound right now and like enjoy it like. It's hard to. I don't know. I try. Like, I fuck with Griselda heavily, but it's not It's not what that was at that time. Like, that yeah. backpack rap, the 1999 Joey Badass, but... I, th- I think whew. I think Joe, Joey Badass, though, is like... He took the energy. He took the energy and was influenced by that energy, but also brought a fresh perspective. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? 100%. Like, So I think it's... Even, like, going back to the New York thing and... Joey Badass. I feel like all this stuff is like, yo, how do you... We can be influenced by things, but it's like, yo, bro, like, yeah, I love the 90s. I love the 80s, but, mm-hmm. bro, we don't want it to sound like that again. Like, we do, we, lo- we love that energy, yeah. but it's like, if niggas was dropping the same exact shit right now, we're like, yo, we heard that already. Like, we want, we want something new. new shit, yeah. I, think, I think it's the same thing that's going on with trap music right now. It's like, yo, mm. we need, you know what I mean? We need, not saying that we're not fucking with trap music, but... It's like, yo, we heard we've heard this a million times. Like, mm-hmm. who's gonna Refreshing. be the who's gonna be the next person to innovate? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In in that genre, not to say that it's gonna change all the way, but somebody's gonna come mm-hmm. and push it forward. No, I agree. I feel like right now, people are definitely like more than ever tapping into. I swear, like the dance hall, that whole obviously the last lives, the burner boys, and the Nigerian artists, and also the Bad Bunny, the Spanish shit, like. Almost more than ever on an yeah, American but, culture level, like people are tapping into that like more than anything, really. Like yeah. I'm seeing it, really. Bad like, Bunny, Bad Bunny, the biggest artist in the world, period. Yeah, period. Oh yeah, period. Yeah, I period. think Drake congratulated him to, like uh, three days ago on IG. He was like, "You're going crazy" because he passed, he beat Drake's record for um, Spotify streaming, and it's not even the year's not even done. Like he already, I was like, "God damn, bro." You know what I realized, like when I went to, I was having this conversation with my man, um, Josh Coria, Professor Coria. Mm. He's on Twitter. Mm, I think o- I probably follow OG, him. That's that's my that's my man. Mm-hmm. Good people. But he was asking me about like my thoughts on Afrobeat and if it surpassed reggae and and where hip hop is going. And we're having this whole conversation. And I go to I go to France for for Paris Fashion Week. DJ out there. Mm-hmm. And it to me it was crazy to see how big Afrobeat was there. Because like obviously like, I've DJed other outside the country and it's like there's certain shit hip-hop shit that's gonna ring off but they're not really tapped into like what we're tapped into right yeah 100 percent. but the afro beat shit like that's when i see i'm like oh this is this is the sound of the world yeah you know what i'm saying like it's different yeah you in a function and there's these fucking white people dancing to the piano like mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah so i think right right now it's like you know i look at hip-hop as an attitude you know what I'm saying? Like hip hop is the attitude. Like yeah, Bad Bunny, J Balvin, Burner Boy, all these artists. They they dressing and their attitude is like the hip hop artists, but they making their music. So that's what I think. 
hip-hop is, is. Yeah. And then people have been addressing it recently, like, the whole concept of, like, um, hip-hop is dying or, like, hip-hop's, like... No way, like never. slowing down right now because never. of the... Um, the Drake is, like, that whole album is not hip-hop. He's doing something else <laughs> and, like, this whole shit. And then you got the Beyonce album that might be, like, that one song. Imagine that whole album's like, that would be crazy. Drake's supposedly on it. They confirmed Drake's on the new Beyonce album this Friday. So it's, like, people... Yeah, I you, think they're just exaggerating. You, you Dominican, it. right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. All right. So watch any Dominican artist, Dembo artist, music video. I mean, they look like, like they dress like rappers. 100%. Go, we could pick any country in the fucking world that they make in music. And I'll say eight times out of 10, they're going to look like rappers. 100%. Like from the jewelry, you know, all that. So, so to me, it's like, how could hip hop be dead if it's like, they all looking like rappers. They just rapping in their language. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? 100%. The most famous Dominican artist right now probably is going to be El Alpha. But El Alpha <laughs> is a descendant of the influence of Omega because mm. literally Alpha and Omega, like it was a play wow, on. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. it was a play on know. Omega's name and shit, you know. Wow. And Omega is like the Legend. grandfather of that all. But even he says it himself, he said he took all his style and all his flow from 50 Cent. He literally was friends with 50 Cent. He was copy his style and his drip and everything. He said, that's what I would get it from. I copy, I dress like 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. And then now Omega, Alava dresses like Omega, and everyone dresses like that, that type of style. It's so, the hip-hop so, influence. So so think about this. Even, like, on some Dominican shit, right? Yeah. Like, the whole Dembo genre is based on one reggae song called Dembo by, yeah. Sh- by Shabba Ranks. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, think about like think about that shit, but then peel it a, a little further is like, I mean, we wouldn't have hip hop if it wasn't for African Americans, Jamaicans, and Puerto Ricans. Like you know what I'm saying? So to me, it's like this shit is all it's it's all it's all connected. Hundred percent. I was watching that shit recently. Uh, Fat Joe be having them deep convos about the creation of a uh, of hip hop. Facts. And like how the fact like there's so many fucking Puerto Rican and Dominican rappers that you don't even be knowing, like Fabulous, um, even artists in general, like Brent Fayez is Dominican. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it, bro, that's how it be. You know, it's 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 real. The, the music crazy. makes sense now. The music <laughs> makes sense. Now. <laughs> He's toxic, bro. He's very, very, that's you know funny. very out there or you know. But yeah, and also new uh drop. But I haven't listened to the Joy Badass album yet, the new one. Have you guys listened to it yet? The new I've one two thousand? I've listened to a few tracks. You, you heard it yet? I only one? heard the Survivor's Guilt, and I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. Like, yeah. that was a side one, yeah. Like, because I, 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 I'll be honest with you, like, for me, so with music, like, the way I approach it, like, obviously, you have the stuff that it's like, I can't avoid. Like, when Drake drop, it's like, oh, Drake, Bad Bunny, you know what I mean? Yeah. But for me, it's like, I got the artist, it's like, yo, you got to earn my attention. There's too much music coming out for me to just go listen to every, everything and everybody's full project. So I go through a lot of playlists and be like, oh, I like this song, I don't like this song. Then I might hear three, four songs from one artist and be like, damn, this shit, hey, this nigga going so crazy, I gotta go listen to the project. Yeah, yeah. So, so for me, it's like, I still have like that sense of like discovery of music. Mm. So like, uh, they, uh, actually yesterday, me and Hill, we went to go eat and he's like, he's like, yo, that. He's like, yo, that. I'm running. I'm like, what you listen to the Joey Badass? He's like, I'm running through it. I'm like, I've been seeing a lot of people posting it. He's like, yo, he got this one record that's crazy. So we listen to the to the Survivor's, Survivor's Guilt. I'm like, oh, this shit is hard. So like, that's gonna make me want to go listen to the rest of the project. Yeah. But off top, it's not like me. I wasn't rushing to go to go listen to that. But 
I am interested. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, especially some of the people that I see talking about it. Like, I'm like, okay, like, I trust your musical opinion. Like, mm-hmm. let me let me give this a listen, you know? Yeah, I see a lot of great reviews. I'm definitely going to do this week. I got to find time, a reaction to it. Um, I just haven't yet because I was busy listening to my fucking Little Uzi, my one of my favorite artists, Little Uzi, new EP that also That's dropped this weekend, um, Red and White EP. Uh, nine tracks, but then I guess he added another one or something, so it might be ten. I don't know. It's like a whole situation, a whole mess with the streaming platforms. Because I think he he wanted to make this free, so yeah, that's what I remember. He wanted to like make this like a free project, um, some shit like that. But I'm pretty sure the record label stepped in, like they usually do, right? And you know, his idea was to drop like a song a day, some shit like that, and then like that would have been fire, yeah, some shit like that for like a while, like drop a song a day, song a day. And he did that for like two days, and then I guess someone stepped in, probably yeah, the label, and was like, "Just drop yeah. the whole thing." It's like, okay, yeah. but yeah. then it's only really available the not full nine songs on SoundCloud. But then you go to Apple Music, there's only it's five songs, at four or five, and one little EP, and then the other yeah. ones are singles, and another ones are singles. It's a annoying. whole mess, right? That annoying. So but you got you yeah. basically got to make your own playlist. You got to make your own type of yeah. playlist, right? But if you go on on SoundCloud, you'll be able to listen to the. Basically, the body of work that he probably wants you to listen to, which is the nine songs on the Red and White EP. Millions of views on SoundCloud. Millions of... This crazy. Like, it's bringing it back to, like, when he first came out, that SoundCloud era. Because people drop on SoundCloud still, but they don't get that type of, like, viewership on SoundCloud as the people used to. I was like, damn. Uzi, to me, was like, in that SoundCloud era, like, yo, like, the God in that, man. Like, I remember... Yo, it's crazy because this kid works for not kid like this dude. He works for um for the Celtics now doing the photography. Brett Hampton. Mm. So he used to he used to go by Carlton Mars, and one day we was outside of a of a some show in Austin, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. At, and and you know like I'm DJing like fucking with the music. He was like he was like yo, he's like, I fuck with you. I know whatever. Like he bigging me up. He's like this is artist you gotta listen to. Lil Uzi Vert mm. got this song called Motorola. That shit is fire. That shit's hard. And he played, like, yo, he sent me that shit. I listened to it on the way home. And ever since then, I'm like, oh, I'm fucking with this nigga. Like, that shit was crazy. Bro, that's, this is similar to me. Like, I had a, I was like an instant Lil Uzi fan. I remember the first song that he basically dropped was like a feature on uh, DJ Carnage song. DJ Carnage, they were, the main oof, producer oof. on the... The Drake album that everyone's debating, et cetera. Oh, wow. That DJ yeah. Carnage sound. Yeah, that DJ. Because now he goes by... um. Yeah, he, he lost a lot of weight, too, yo. Yo, he's fit, bro. He's a different He's a different guy now. He has a whole other name. I forgot. I, I, nah, that's but good. DJ Carnage, that song, one of I think his biggest song today is still that song. Um, but he has some other hits, though. Some house hits. Pure what House. You, what you want. But what do you want, right? It was him. Uh, it was Little Uzi. Uh, Little Uzi. ASAP uh, Ferg. And then that hook stood out to people a lot. Like, not a band with a tent. What I mean, do you want? And people remember, are like, who I is this? I remember, A Rab had a crazy remix to that shit too. Oh wow! I wouldn't be. I put. I wouldn't put it past him. That'll make perfect sense. But then that song dropped, and I was like, no, this guy is different. This voice is incredible. Like, what the fuck? And now we have him to this day, still impacting. Like dropping an EP that's arguably better than a lot of people's albums that dropped this year. Right. That EP is really good. That my favorite song on there. The highlight to me is um, uh, Glock in my purse. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. Talk about a song where he's literally talking about he has a Glock in his purse, and he's like, but this is not a purse. There's no lip gloss in it. And then he's talking about when he buys his girl a Birkin, he buys himself a Birkin. And at the same time, he goes deep with it where he's like, 
yo, my father, like, used to call me gay. Like, like whoa. Like, I didn't even yeah. expect that on his third verse. And he's like, uh, he's like, uh, uh, look at him now or something or something. Like, I hope I made him proud. Some shit is like, whoa, this guy tapped into everything. And it's like, I it's like only Little Uzi could do this. You know, people forget, man. Like, Little Uzi's from Philly. Like, he said that on the, on, the, on that song like, too. He's like, he's the best. He said he's the best um best rap out of Philly. I was like, oh, but like it's like when you when you but when you think about it, it's like Philly got some of the best rappers ever. So, <laughs> period. Like. Like Be- niggas Beanie be rapping, man. The, the the list can the list can go. Oh my on. god, the list can go on, bro. It's true, and that, yeah, and he, you know, he's from that cloth. You know, he's definitely the most outlier of them all because he's a fucking like pop star at this point. Like even his Rolling Loud outfit was insane. Like he rolled like a he ro- uh, rocked like a Vetmon hoodie, mad big oversized with Vetmon jeans, huge like ripped, and like a backpack that was like the size of like. Like that, the, that whole curtain, like it was like the size of that curtain, like a big ass backpack, almost like a Jan Sport, like uh, fuzzy, with like nothing in it. Probably it was just to be like you know for the fit and the vibe. And I'm like, only little Uzi could do this, and his hair with the spikes and shit. Yo, it's just crazy. I saw him at the Middle East basement once. That dude, wow, that dude it was like, going crazy. It, I would it imagine like, it's like when Love Is Rage came out, right? Ooh. So this dude was doing like fucking like somersaults on his, like oh yeah, like flips God. all that, like. But like he'll do that and then just be rapping perfectly. He's a small guy. Yeah, he's a small guy. He'll bounce around like a, like nothing. Like he's like elastic almost. It's crazy, yo. But speaking of last topic, last topic of the day. Speaking of Boston, because you you referenced um Boston right now, especially with that um that venue because they're basically was it or is it in what, a Big Night Live? Yeah. Oh uh, no, the Middle East. Where's it located? Is it in Boston? Huh? That's technically in Cambridge. Technically in Cambridge, right? Cambridge, and I know can't like shout out to my man Millie's, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, you know what I mean? Like it, it's 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 its own place. Like obviously, yeah. it's a part of the Massachusetts scene. I'm not gonna speak out of turn. It's yeah, a, yeah, it's part of the Massachusetts scene, part of New England scene. Yeah, but Cambridge, like they were they adamant, like yo, we our own place. Rep, rep Boston, Boston, yeah. Boston's his own place. It's that stigma, bro. People are gonna always say like Boston. Like over people, I went to the weekend and Chris Brown. I saw the clips. They were like Boston, bro. You're in Mansfield. You're yeah, in that's... Foxborough. This is not Boston, but it's like I get it. Even on the tour date, it said Boston. So I thought he was going to TD Garden. Like until I pulled up, I'm like, oh, we're going to Foxborough. Oh, I thought we were going to TD Garden. Why did it say wow. Boston on the tickets? It's like, holy shit. It's like yeah, I'm marketing. marketing. That marketing, bro. It's like they gotta. I guess you know they gotta do what they gotta do. But speaking of Boston, the Boston Celtics have been rumored to. Be interested in getting getting a trade in from the actual Brooklyn Nets, so they want to acquire Kevin Durant. Is that and, for real? Yeah, they want to acquire the Kevin Durant, and they want to give um the Nets Jalen Brown and someone else. Do you, I forgot the other name? Obviously, Jalen Brown's the name that stands out. Now, Jalen Brown has responded. Basically, he did a tweet that just said SMH. That's all he said, right? But then it goes back into like the whole topic of discussion that we had earlier with like the whole business, record labels and shit. It's the same with sports. You know, you're just an entity. At the end of the day, in my opinion, he's arguably the best player on that team. You know, obviously Jason Tatum, but Jalen Brown is not no bum. Like, like nah, bro, especially when they both go crazy. Like, the, that duo is in, unstoppable, bro. Like, we saw it. They literally went to the fucking finals. Like, the Celtics are, you know, the future is bright. You can argue like they don't even need like maybe a point guard, but they already got it. They got a good trade with um from the Pacers. I forgot the 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 Brogdon. young Brogdon, so they got a good young point guard that probably make will make the the fit right. But now Kevin Durant being a Boston Celtic, very odd 
like idea. Like I, you in my head, it doesn't look right. Business is business, but it's such a weird like. I mean, I guess thing. I guess who wouldn't want KD though? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing. He is one of the goats. Like, who wouldn't want KD? He is one of the goats. But then, like that whole, because he always is. He uh, he has like a thing with Boston. Like he's literally like said, "Fuck Boston." Like like the whole like obviously competitive nature, but the blood is there, and it's like so rare. It's almost as if like. The the craziest thing to me would probably would be like LeBron becoming a Celtic. Like that would that would, I would never would after, see that after being a Laker. Like that's like sacrifice, bro. That would never happen. But man, I don't know. Who knows? I thought, I thought that shit was fake though. Nah, it's real. It's real. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was confirmed. Like it was like a real deal. I thought it was fake too. I was hoping it was fake, but it was confirmed by more sources. They're still talking into it and looking into it. Um, and especially after Jalen Brown tweeted that SMH is like indicative of like. He's not comfortable. And I think there's rumors. I don't know if they confirmed it, but he was like the leading post. I don't know what's happening. It's as if like he's not happy with the way that the Celtics organization is treating him, maybe not respecting his name per se, quoting Birdman. But I don't know. I, I, I hope that um it works out. Business is business. But that's the thing with the NBA on the offseason. It's almost more drama than love and hip-hop. Like, it's so crazy, bro. The offseason of the NBA is insane. But that shit is, yo, you got to think about it. If it wasn't, man, like, it's like, how do we, like, how long is the season? Like, October to June? <laughs> a couple months. Yeah. couple months. It's like, how are we going to make people care about this shit all year round? It's like, yo, like, ESP, like, if you really, bro, if you really think about it, right? There's one show on ESPN that's like, okay, this is what happened last night mm-hmm. these are the stats and then all the other shows is niggas arguing about what they think about those like you know what I mean like mm-hmm. like like the the game and then I guess like the post commentary is like all that matters but then it's like you have a whole news cycle like even right now it's, it's all about speculation well maybe this is gonna happen and yeah, maybe news. that maybe this yeah and, and it's like yo like shit I don't know it's crazy and right now it's like you can tell like that's more indicative especially it's more validated as that whole idea because of um, you know, even Stephen A is not like not there. People are on vacation. Like it's literally like there's nothing to really talk about. There's no really obviously baseball, but then I don't like baseball. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know the yeah. main sports that people always discuss in the headlines. Are you Dominican, is, you don't like baseball. Yeah, bro. I, I, I know that's kind of. I like don't like baseball. Like, you I don't know like baseball, man. I I got hit with a ball during little league one day. I called it. Hey, fucking, like, I'm done. I'm like, I'm out of here, you know. I got my trophy, I think, the year prior. I had a little successful little two-year run, but once I get hurt, I'm like, eh, I don't want to be throwing rocks around here. Like, this is like, a, I looked at the ball. To this day, I don't even, I can't even, I don't even want to play catch. Like, Edwin always wants to play catch. I don't want to play catch, bro. Because when are we playing <laughs> catch with rocks? You traumatized. It's like, I'm traumatized. Like, this is just dangerous, bro. Like, you throw that shit too hard. Like, we could die here. Like, I don't want to do that. I could bounce a ball around, though. Throw a football, other football, you know, but baseball. I'm good. You literally need to wear a fucking leather glove that's almost damn near bulletproof to catch the ball. That's how dangerous that sport is. Now, if you want to catch that shit bare hands, yeah, it's up to nah. you. That's that wild shit, you know. But you need like when you oh, need when you need a glove. Oh, I hope not. So but when you need how, gloves, that's how they used to play before. Niggas, they used to, crazy. The catchers like right before the ball got to them, they throw dirt up. Uh, so then that they'll stop the impact and they'll think. Man. Wait, they'll throw dirt dirt up. Yeah, Why? So that, so that the the impact won't be as hard on the hand. So the it, the ball will hit the dirt first and then the hand. 
slow down the momentum. So slow Wait, down I don't get it. So what? What are they throwing dirt at? I don't know why I'm drawing blank. So like they're, that, you're, so they're I, picking it up like that. So the so catcher. The, oh, but with the glove or with their hand? No, bare hand. Like bare hand. Oh like shit! The the dirt's like, like making like a wall type it, shit. It, yeah. it, it, what, what year is this? Nineteen thirties. That was before we was pussies. You know, nineteen thirties. No, I've heard similar things. Yeah, but that's crazy though. But yeah, man, it's um. It's a sign of the times right now, the off season, you know, I'm pushing through it. No baseball. I mean, no baseball, no basketball, no football. It's a tough time, but I definitely watch. I don't know if you're into MMA. I'll be watching MMA games here and there, here and there the fights. I feel like that, like, for me, MMA is like, you know, somebody like, yo, I'm going to invite you to the crib. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, it's just something to do. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not following that shit. But when I'm watching, it's like, yeah. oh, these niggas is crazy. Yeah, they had a, a good one um, last night, coincidentally. Uh, it's UFC in London. Patty Pimbleton. He's like a up and coming star, young guy. But you should watch. Even don't watch. You don't gotta watch the fight. Just watch his like interview. At the fight is viral. It has like twenty million views on Twitter. Bet, bet no, 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 no. I can't. I can't. I've tried in my in my past, but I've 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 learned my lessons. You know, <laughs> I don't want to end up like a couple of people I know. It's like it's, it's serious out here. People are in debt. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, it's this real deal. But um, with that um that fighter, he was talking about um, Patty Pimbleton. For those who don't know, up and coming, uh, I want to say out of London, a London up and coming, uh, actual, you know, or England for back, like a better actual term. Ireland, I think. Ireland? <laughs> yeah. Listen, yeah, he's he's like, like, wherever, all wherever all it shit, is, they're going to kill me in the comments regardless. So I'm, I just know his name. That's, you know, I know his UFC London and I know that he's gone viral for certain things, but his, his interview was bigger than the fight, bigger than everything, because he spoke about, I guess, last week. Or even maybe a couple of days ago, he had a friend who committed suicide, right? Oh, so he spoke about that openly at the actual, you know, in-cage post-fight interview and talking about men and mental health and how, you know, he was like, yo, we need to talk. Like, he has this heavy accent. He's like, we need to, we need to talk, man. We need to talk uh, talk to each other, blah, blah, blah. But I think that he was also dealing with another death. I think a family member died as well, Patty. Something happened, so it was like he was dealing with a lot, right? So like he, the the win, yeah. Oh, so the you. one the winning was like even heavier. Sheesh. But um, but um, that's why one of the reasons why I followed um that sport because you get a lot of different personalities within it that are bigger than life. Like the right. conversations are crazy, and he's mad funny. But then he got deep with that moment. But he's very funny. Like after that, he was like eating like a sandwich in like the post like pri- uh, fight thing, eating a sandwich, getting mad dirty, and like drinking and shit. It was like right. a whole thing. He wanted to fight and teabag the guy, like, oh, yeah, nah. and then made that speech. Some, some, somebody, yeah. somebody got to die, man. <laughs> die. He yeah, he does like, uh, what is it, the Modern Warfare teabag? He yeah, he calls yeah. it or something like when Modern Warfare you could like teabag people and shit. Oh man, he be- <laughs> nah, somebody. <laughs> I'm telling die. you, so it's like dichotomy of that, but that's what made that interview go even yeah, more viral because people were like, hold up, Patty got serious. That's real shit, man. But um, yeah, man, it, it, it's a interesting time right now in culture and sports, but. There we have it, man. The CA Podcast, episode 42. I could be here to t- talk Yo, facts. fucking five to six hours. I feel like Jay, Sudi, there's only a few, like a handful of people that I, I could just do that with. Like, it's it's crazy. crazy. I don't even want to get Sudi on the podcast. I feel like <laughs> it was like I would have to like, con- like bro, Sudi would talk for like eight hours. Yo, we he, can't even drop that episode. It's like, no, yo, man, that- that dude knows a lot of shit. Bro, he's man. a fucking walking encyclopedia. Like it's, it's like that guy knows like, everything like about when you, fashion. When you want, yeah, I say when you want to talk about like 
niggas getting fresh, being mm. out here doing this for a long time. Like I remember when he had he had mansion. You know what I mean? We talk we talking on, on reservoir. Early you know brands, I mean? yeah. You know, no, I'm talking about his store. Oh, the, the okay, yeah, yeah, yes, okay, you know okay. Yeah, yeah, he had mansion on, on reservoir, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. expressions alumni as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, yep, from that same um <laughs> that same um staff and shit too. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, like original, original, original. Mm-hmm. I mean, yo, like, to me, man, that's like, to see, I'm not going to put his business out there. Yeah, yeah, All I'm going to say is, I told him, I say, yo, the thi- some of the things that you've been able to do, you showing me and everybody else that it's like, yeah, you can make a living doing this shit, but you could do a fly too. Yeah. I told, I told him, he put, the, he put the battery on my back. <laughs> he put the battery on my back. No, hundred percent, man. It's that guy. He's incredible. I, I could, and he knows about all this shit too, like about everything. But you know, a lot of people, a lot of people don't care about like a lot. And I get it. There's a lot of people who just live their life day to day, and like obviously they're worried about the default things that matter, which is like you know surviving, you know day to day. But then there's far few in between that really tap into fully the culture and like know a lot about shit and like are addicted to like information. And I'm one of those people, and I love, um, you know, conversating with likewise individuals, and you're one of them. So I definitely appreciate you sharing your your time with us today and, you know, stopping by. And we definitely got to get you back on in the future, you know. I think it was definitely a lot of key things spoken about, things that we can look back on, especially uh, the state of Rhode Island. A lot of gems dropped today. And who knows, maybe some controversial shit, <laughs> shit especially when it comes to the New York shit, hey, you man. know. But I got, I got, it's honesty. I, I, got, I got nothing but love yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing, nothing but love for me. You know that's City. facts. That's facts. Me too over here. I gotta, I gotta throw throw up the, you know, the rock for them. You know, what shout, I'm saying? Shout, not Illuminati. No, not Illuminati. Shout to my people in Crown Heights. I got nothing but love for <laughs> New York City. Man. You already know, but I appreciate everybody listening and tapping into this week's episode forty two. That's right. We'll be back next week to CA podcast. Make sure to subscribe and listen to us everywhere that podcasts are available especially on YouTube. Watch the whole visual we have in here going on, the high-quality shit every week per usual. And, yeah, appreciate you, Providence, Rhode Island, the world. And there we have it, Sound and Jay again. Love, brother. You don't love me for my ambition.